breathes it's real heavy because it's real it's all it's all sort of sealed as well his nose is sort of like uh, almost like a cauliflower ear okay almost like a cauliflower ear it's sort for, of cauliflower a tiny bit so but like, for the nose yeah for the nose That's, in a way it's like you hear me he's got to breathe hard through the nose yeah you see that a lot with fighters too where the noses just look so banged up and just bruised down yeah i was is that is that the same with like rugby players too yeah like um this that? one he's an assistant coach i think of either wales or england definitely was assistant coach for the lions his cauliflower is i think the best the biggest i've ever seen um i know who you're talking about yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i don't know i know exactly uh, the guy it, i don't know the just, man he literally looks like um bfg yeah he does God, yes he looks, he like, looks the like the bfg yeah it looks like the bfg um, and then kevin Milami looks like he's got a mushroom growing off the side of his um it was always disgusting to look at. Okay, I might as well start because it sounds good. Sounds good. So, mm. uh, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the uh, Four Starters podcast. And um, obviously, me, your host, I'm looking to get people on. And uh, I've got uh, Spencer on, which uh, a uh, friend of mine from school, classmate, and uh, someone who, yeah, I'm happy to get on. He, just keen to come on and we're making it happen so welcome spencer oh thank you very much yeah. i'm really happy to be here just you know on christmas holiday thought i might stop by That's have a quick, quick podcast before my flight home um i've learned a bit of um good juicy stuff um which, juicy. Yeah, a lot of juicy <laughs> a lot of juicy stuff um from uni which i thought would be nice to share you know it's not something you can come by every day so um i'd love to share it love to discuss it love to debate it so yeah that's the one. Um, yeah, so really, we're just kind of going to get into it. And um, yeah, so obviously, this part, obviously, but this podcast, um, I'm interested in society and culture. And that's kind of what I, I try to keep it uh, based around. Um, to, yeah. But uh, obviously, you know, I, I dabble in other topics, but um, something uh, interesting that uh, you've been doing around society and culture, obviously, being at, being at university and. Mm. Uh, studying and learning a little bit about politics and, and mm. people and well, yeah, society and culture, all things that um, I'm interested in. And kind of like, uh, obviously me, I haven't gone to university, but that was kind of like what I was considering doing um, if I was to go and study. So yeah, I'm just kind of interested to see what you have to, uh, what you have to uh, talk about in regards to everything you've learned over the past year and a bit. Well, it's been an interesting, you know, year and a bit. Um I, I hear a lot of stories about our classmates and stuff and you know at the end of the day I always say it was the worst first two years for anyone at uni it's probably going to be horrible next five years or so okay um but um I go to Victoria University it's a very interesting university they're, they're very helpful um <laughs> until a couple of months ago um but they were helpful you know if yeah. you got any problems you just ask somebody if, if it's a classmate all the way up to full-on course coordinators um yeah. they're, they're willing to help you in almost any way but uh, it's very interesting. Um, I hear a lot about the universities in the US, about what they're being taught, how they're being taught it, and mm. it's pretty mucked up from what I've heard. That's uh, what I'm interested in, to, mm. to sort of let, you know, obviously you talk about like mm. how univers- what universities like in New Zealand, mm. and then maybe compare that to the US, because I have a lot of, um, funny enough, uh, excuse me, a lot of uh, my, I guess you could say, Lately, a lot of my view viewers, viewership, my listeners are actually from the States. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, like the majority are from the States. So, shout out to all my uh, US uh, listeners out there. And, um, uh, sorry, wait, what were you uh, 
what were you um, going on about again? I so yeah, when I what I've learned about the American universities and what a lot of them are, how they're being taught things when it comes to politics and mm. nationalism and how states work and all that, very biased and very you know, um, a lot of socialist mm. stuff, a lot of um, oh no, this is the way, this is how everything is, and a lot of taking of sides when compared to um, not Victoria in general, but certain courses um i wonder if he's listening now but dr yati yati mm-hmm. is probably the best lecturer at um victoria university he was my lecturer in introduction to international relations and okay. he was my lecturer in new zealand and the world which is as interesting as it sounds it's um very interesting it was my favorite course yeah pol- uh, politics wise so far in university i'm really glad that i'm going back um next year to do it again um, good thing the other course isn't there. That was horrible. Um, but he's amazing because he he teaches us a lot of um, a lot of stuff, a lot, a lot of stuff to do with China, a lot of stuff to do with Russia, mm. and a lot of stuff with New Zealand and the Pacific and Australia as well. And okay. at the end of the day, it, it almost and after every single let's say sermon, he says, "But I'm not taking a side. We are always neutral, and we should all be neutral in our studies um, in terms of this." And it's really interesting interesting especially when it comes to to china that's um really interesting it's also really good to hear about the neutral side of it Mm. because that's something that always did concern me and kind of put me off going to university because i was just unsure about um yeah really how neutral things are gonna you know how neutral i've heard a lot and of uh the fact that it comes down to like who your um who your like class tutor is or who your teacher is, who mm. whoever's um whoever your lecturer is and how that is very important to like what you get out of university and how you enjoy it. And yeah, w- obviously when it comes to like how neutral it is. So that's good to hear that um it's been like that for you. Yeah. Yeah, because I've what I've learned from him is he's a very well rounded person. He um has studied in Hawaii, the US, um well t- technically the same but you know, some people will disagree with me. Like I said, I'm not taking a side. Um, Australia, and of course, he's from Samoa as well. So, oh, right. and of course, he's lived in New Zealand for most of his life. So he's he's had a very, um, he's seen a lot of different worlds. He's seen how a lot of people, a lot of different people go about things, especially when it comes to politics. And so, um, he's a valuable asset to have. Although we have been told he is a bit, um, I think the word that they used was hard, or quite realist. Okay. Um, you know, a quite realist, which I guess sort of plays into his whole n- neutral ideology of of teaching, of lecturing, um, which is I can't remember much about. It, but so, so far, all I've got to say about him are positives. So yeah. yeah. Um, so it's really good to see this from at least one New Zealand university. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've had my ear full of enough of Auckland Uni. Auckland, yeah. Um, Auckland AUT, yeah. Um. From what I've heard too, mm. but obviously I don't know. Maybe that's just exaggerations, but yeah, who knows? I yeah, Auckland like AUT, yeah, sound yeah. depending and, on what you do. And I have heard heard a lot of good things about Otago, but I just want to use this. This is just something I want to say about Otago it. personally. So I've got two friends who've gone to Otago, mm. and Otago's both messed them up. Yeah, um, fuck Otago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to mention any what's happened to them or who they are, but all I say is um, one has been radicalised. 
Okay. And one has been um has got involved in things um that they shouldn't have gotten involved in. Yeah. Um and it's really unfortunate and it, it really brings down my opinion of Otago because you know at the end of the day we all know what Otago uni is like. We all mm. you know we all stand and laugh oh yeah they're the party culture and stuff but you know someone died I think it was in 2019 someone died at one of those parties they got trampled it was really sad oh, I remember that yeah, yeah. that was yeah, that um, was fucked up yeah. yeah anyone who knows her you know my condolences it was really unfortunate but it was a learning it was a learning curve you know mm. 500 people in a house for I don't know 10 people wasn't it um, like a balcony or something that they were on and then it collapsed oh, or I think maybe that, that might have been a separate one I think there were yeah. two I'm thinking yeah. I'm thinking of another one but yeah um, yeah just too either way just far too many people crammed into a space that was not designed for that many people to be in yeah kind of like um travis scott and their concert oh boy yeah i just brought that up um yeah yeah. i haven't heard much about this you might have to no you actually you might have to educate me on travis scott here what's going on i I know some people died i mean yeah basically it's just um satanic cult you know blood sacrifice and (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah joke jokes um I'm just saying things, okay? This is the hey, anyone listening, if you're a new listener, I just sometimes I just say stuff. Doesn't don't take everything to heart. I'm not, and I might I'm not make a little serious. disgusting remark every now and again. That's just what it is. I'm I'm not a professional debater, I'm allowed to do this. Yeah, I mean I mean we're just two people, like we're not yeah, we we don't hey, we don't have followings and profiles and it doesn't really matter what we say, it's not gonna affect yeah. us. But then also we're just making it fun. Like we're talking about issues that are sometimes quite serious, but we're gonna have fun with it because that's how you make things interesting. Well, right? once once Jack gets the blue tick, you'll see it all change. <laughs> once, once, yeah, yeah. Once I get the verified blue tick, yeah. If if I ever get to that stage, but yeah, if I get that verified blue tick, no, no. Mm. I'll never. I'll always mm. stay loyal. I'll always stay real. But um, it's interesting how some people do change. How they change, they they get a bit of fame and fortune, and then. All of a sudden, when they were maybe at one time um, criticizing authority and power, now mm. they're not. Now they're not. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I, I have. I have seen quite a few examples of that. For example, on Twitter, who was it? Someone saying, I think it was just before COVID or around COVID. Oh, they were. They were saying, um, if you think I'm gonna stick a vaccine, a, a new vaccine in me. Um, I don't know, you're crazy. I'm, I'm very, 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 very paraphrasing here. Okay. And um, and then about a year later, uh, this person tweeted out, um, "If you don't get a vaccine, you're you know you're a murderer," <laughs> something like that. And I mean, oh, quick did, turnaround. Did they get sick from it? Did they get sick from co- from the COVID? No idea. Or okay, because no I was idea. I was listening to uh, Tim Dillon on the uh, Joe Rogan podcast, and I mean he was joking, but he was saying how oh yeah um, i mean i don't know he probably just joking like it's tim dylan but he uh he was basically saying how oh yeah you don't want to be that guy that goes oh yeah you know you know if the if the vaccine i'm not going to get it and then you get covered and get sick and die <laughs> but um yeah that's just tim being tim that's uh, yes speaking of covid we are coming to you now from northland this northland is the new zealand time being uh in the red light um not the red light district, just the red light region. Um, mm-hmm. I'm from an orange region, so it's sort of chill down there. Yeah. Um, How have you uh, noticed uh, like the difference between the uh, orange and red system in New Zealand and like traveling between regions? Have you noticed any difference? I'll be completely honest, I've noticed absolutely no differences mm. so far. I mean, it's Christmas time. I'm not really going anywhere. True. Um, you know, I've just been at 
just been at the house with with Fano and um, you know the most places I've actually been to is the gas station and the Foursquare and I think you know yeah. why <laughs> yeah oh and the liquor shop yeah <laughs> yep, yeah we all know why we all know why um, so I haven't really noticed much of a difference um, I'd like to hear your your thoughts on the traffic light system Jack um okay so put it put, to put it plain and simple because I don't think anyone I haven't really um talked about it up mm. until now and not at least on the uh, podcast but to put mm. it simple it's medical segregation in my opinion um yeah just like a rules for one class of people and then rules for another class of people in the same country that's just segregation there's just no like debating that in my opinion mm. um yeah so and that's not me saying that like COVID isn't real or anything like it's that's all I've said. Just it's just segregation. So obviously that's wrong, mm. for for me and ov- for obvious reasons. It's not to say that our measures shouldn't um, be uh, taken in order to ensure safety. But um, segregation, no, not yeah. segregation. That never. You look uh, throughout history. That never leads to uh, any uh, positive outcomes for the people of that country. Or at least you know, depending on what you consider a positive outcome. But it. it it's uh yeah that's uh segregation leads to uh people being outcast i don't want to be hyperbolic but obviously there's precedent for this in history you look at the jews in germany through world war Two. you look at uh, apartheid south africa you look at um a lot of other dictatorships and regimes that have led to genocides and um segregation was uh one of the first steps in order you know basically getting one group of people to dislike a minority of people um and to blame you know problems on them therefore you can start to uh what am i trying to say you can start to rationalize them being treated uh poorly or having a different uh, set of rules and basically you know um yeah because um it's been um promoted that uh yeah they are less than human so i kind of um sounds kind of sounds kind of yeah like they're a threat threat, like they're to be um treated differently because of you know whatever whatever because they haven't had a needle stuck in them yeah Yeah. which um is pretty crazy in my opinion i mean i've I've talked uh i've got um a youtube video that i've i've written the script for it Mm. and it's about um apathy yeah apathy coming soon yeah apathy so i mean probably but yeah in that i i kind of just talk a bit about how much the world's changed and how that that's um not, not yeah not that i'm apathetic or such but yeah i just see what's going on and i think it's it's crazy um we, yeah we, i'd like to know are, what you think we are definitely living in a new world of politics um you mentioned yeah the world mm. the, um, the world's changing particularly in the realm of politics it's changed a lot um thankfully in new zealand um politically we haven't changed that much um which i'm no, I'm really grateful. I don't. I don't believe so. No. You don't think so? Yeah, I don't, I don't think we've like politically. I don't think we've changed that much either. Oh, you agreeing? Yeah, like I'm oh, agreeing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not I saying we're gonna have like, our first disagreement of the podcast. No, no, this I is was, gonna be brilliant. I was like agreeing. I think. Um, <laughs> I think we haven't like politically haven't changed. I no, think. No. We would still, you, would we you still go that, about our business sort of the yeah. same when it comes to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I think even the last election was rather interesting um mm-hmm. because so we were being showed graphs by professor jack vowles from um victoria university um very good uh lecture and when it comes to like political statistics and stuff like that and he was showing us the you know the bar graph of the age voting in new zealand i think we got showed it in um 
social studies as well. You probably did. And I can't remember. It's just an upward bar graph from the lowest point is young people, and the the biggest photos are the seventy plus and sixties uh, sixty year olds, which is rather interesting. Um, because you know, at the end of the day, politics always affects in the long term, and the the people there that's going to be affected the most long term are the ones with still largest amount of life left and that's the youngest people mm-hmm. um and th- the election the last election was interesting because we had those two referendums yeah and one of them was cannabis it was uh, recreational cannabis and in a way that was sort of the that was the fishing line and the hook onto the young people it's like come on get out here and vote and um almost all people around me young people i knew voted voted um which i'm really proud of um, I'm really happy of that. And when Chloe Schwabick won the Auckland seat, that was sort of the, oh, oh, I think we might have done it there. Mm, like think, young people have actually yeah. voted and their vote has contributed in something happening. Yes. <laughs> oh, that or Chloe is just over as with the middle-aged in, um, in Auckland Central, and she could be, I don't know. Um, I mean, you never know. You yeah. Never know. But then, of course, we saw, um, we saw that recreational cannabis did not pass, um, which is rather surprising to me they did say coming into it though that it was on you know it was a coin flip it yeah was it was a a coin quite 50 50 yeah um which is rather surprising because the narrative at least that i've grown up around has always been oh if you put a referendum out 80 percent yes it'll pass and well we've seen the reality of it now and it's uh that's rather interesting but um it'll probably be back in the next couple of years oh for sure i think the next election cycle it's going to be an issue again and i think it's just going to continue to to the point where it does get legalized i don't see that it, it's going to be a, another thing maybe the next election mm. cycle where they use that as a stick like a carrot on a stick to get yeah. like the younger um younger people mm. to go to the poll and vote yeah, yeah i think, I, I think it's a good it'll strategy. be used for that yeah yeah it's a good um, strategy and i think it's actually smart to probably have one referendum per election um because you know referendums are an important uh, technique to New Zealand vote, uh, voter opinion yeah. on certain issues and it's you know the, uh, the, the politicians in the House of Representatives can't represent us for everything they can't know exactly what we all think nope. and of course they are they are um, held back by their parties their true ideas their true um, desires yeah on an individual level yeah, on an individual not just level, even are held for their parties by, by yeah. party um, by party rules you know you mm-hmm. saw I can't remember her name, but she was a Labour MP, and she just said, "If it, China stopped taking people's organs," and that was oh, yeah, that was everyone, and she knew she knew what was going to happen, but she had to say it. And I actually was going for a run. It was a little while ago. I was going for a run. Going for a run, really? A run? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I was going for a run quite early in the morning, and I saw her walking out of Parliament. I was like, "I hope you're getting your. I think I think she's probably getting her stuff together." And, Booting, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, probably. I don't know. She might still be in there. Just then, I might have said, "No, oh, no, stay." Yeah, stay. We've still got a use for you, maybe. Huh. Yes, but um, so to go back to how you know how the world's changed politically, you know, once again, the, um, a good example to look at is the US. Um, I can't say you know Joe Biden's got smelly feet and I'll get cancelled. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know if he does or not. You know, um, yeah, it, it, and Joe Rogan and a bunch of other people. Dave Chappelle. Oh, yeah, a lot of people are probably losing this shit now that I said that. Uh, sorry. But, I mean, hey. I think he's funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. yeah. I, I look at what's going on and with Joe Biden. I'm just... Mm. 
I don't know. It, yeah. But I mentioned Dave Chappelle because um, you know, he 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 took the words from from Joe Rogan. What Joe Rogan also said that it's now tribal, and he's correct. Um, it, it has you mean like the over politicization and just um. Yeah, like how everyone's become so divided. Yes. Like the divisiveness of America right yes. now. They're sticking to ideology like like it's glue. Mm. And um, it's not right. I have never been ideological. Um, I look at ideology like I look at martial arts. Like how Bruce Lee looked at martial arts. Because, you know, during Bruce Lee's times in the 1960s, you had a martial art that was your martial art. And you think that that was the best you think you you think you could beat up everyone else with oh, that? Oh yeah, I understand what yeah. you're saying. And yeah. Bruce Lee said, "No, no, no." He said, "Take the best of everything mm-hmm. and use that." It's the same with political ideology. Take the best from every ideology that's there, and just use it. Yeah, why use not? Use it in your policy. Use it in your views. You know, I I'm not a liberal. I'm not a conservative. But I take I take values and points real good points from both worlds like free market economies um you know the old saying don't fix what isn't broken mm-hmm. um you can grow that into proportion but just take it for what it is and it, you know it saves you a bit of time it can save you a bit of time when it comes to um to policy uh in government and there's a few others Free market economy and um, liberty, yeah, from li- like liberalism. Hundred mm, percent. Yeah, um, and even r- realism yeah. is an interesting one too that we were learning about international relations, but it's also a very harsh one. Yeah. Um, because it, it mostly centralizes on how states, in uh, the international from the international perspective, literally only do anything because um, of their own interests. I was say because of south yes. self interest, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so like they might if there's an island nation, um, that has a disaster. And the reason they help them is because oh we want we want to make somewhere. special investments here. Yeah, yeah, it's because yeah, they can yeah. benefit. Sign this check. A hundred percent. I think people. That's how I look at the world. Yeah. I think. Well, yeah. I think people need to not be fooled into thinking that um, countries or even individuals that are um, out there just trying to do the will of the people and do hmm. good because you know just out of the goodness of their heart. I think just. You have to be realistic. They're doing whatever they're doing, whether it's helping a, a third world country because they can benefit in some way, or is there some minerals they'd like to mine in that mm-hmm. area, or is there, is there oil there? Yeah. Um, are there trade deals that they want to make? I don't think people truly realize um, the deals and the dealings that go on behind the scenes. Um, yeah, so I'm definitely in the same boat when it comes to that. Yes, uh, the US purchasing Greenland are 100% realist, that one. Uh, I still laugh when I think about that. But um, yeah. realism really is, it's been around almost forever. It was only until idealism was really created, um, 1800s, I can't remember who was one of the first. Oh, so idealism, sorry. Idealism is like the more fancy version of liberalism. Um, okay. Because they like to differentiate between like political liberalism and like liberalism from international relations they like mm-hmm. to differentiate so they use idealism uh for liberalism in international relations and so you know that's basically free trade free markets you know um open economies and uh, privatization stuff like that right um there's a lot from that too that makes a lot of sense and um oh, there's also one more really important ideology or just humanitarianism one of the best cases and we quote this all the time in international relations of a country just for humanitarian purposes uh acting 
in a like international crisis was New Zealand in nuclear Pacific. True. Yeah. Um, because New Zealand had already he had already been involved in the Pacific, um, you know, for decades and decades and decades. And in fact, this was French Polynesia was happening in, and of course, New Zealand wouldn't touch French Polynesia. It never really no. has. Um, and they were New Zealand specifically and very very openly on the world stage. Um, said we've got a problem with you, France. Yeah, and they've got a problem with that. Made a stand and it was kind of the whole country that really got behind it. Yes, and, and it was um, pretty much for humanitarian purposes. It was, it was yeah. for humanitarian, yeah. Um, nuclear free New Zealand, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, and the only, I'd say the only uh, area of, you know, self-interest for New Zealand would be yeah. just protecting itself, you know, oh, <clears> some <throat> nuclear material might come over and oh, that'd be problematic, wouldn't it? Exactly. Do you think it's also to try and... Um, I mean, I don't know if this is just a byproduct of that or maybe it was intentional. Um, just trying to, on the world stage, how do I say this? Oh, like, create, yeah. they want New Zealand to be looked at in a certain light. So yes. it's kind of like making New Zealand look like this, you know, I'm not saying New Zealand isn't, but, you know, this amazing place yeah. where we have, um, yeah, we're environmentally friendly and it's, mm. it's also for... Um, those types of type of reasons too so that new zealand is seen mm. on the world stage in a certain light um you're yeah. 100 percent correct because the um the events of the of nuclear pacific was called the new zealand silent war of independence mm -hmm. um because it was because the only time new zealand had really made a big name of itself in a world stage really was world war one in gallipoli and and other events in the war but those were often crushed by um, the, uh, the the, the loudmouth Americans, you know, claim about the yeah, and the, all the Russians and, like, the, and the yeah, Brits, yeah, yeah. you know, um, our our successes, our um, the bravery of some of our soldiers was sort of silenced away, and um, it was actually something really interesting when I brought my German friend to New Zealand, and I showed her the Gallipoli exhibit, and I thought right before I went, oh, wait a minute, well, she's from Germany, well this is going to be nothing for her, she's going to look at this and go, whoa. There's heaps yeah. of that over in Germany. Yeah, we had fucking 40 million die, mate. Yeah, 40 million. This is only 3,000, but uh -huh. she saw another world of the war because this wasn't this wasn't the Somme, this wasn't the Battle of the this Bulge. This was the other side of the world. This was, you know, this was Turkey, this was Gallipoli. Yeah. It was a completely different battlefield and it was um, a campaign that not a lot of people talk about. No. Not a lot of people know that Winston Churchill was the one who organised it and he got sacked for it too. That's true. But respect to him because then he went and fought on the front lines. And he came back. He did, yeah. He um, and then he took food fight. from India. Bugger. Yeah. Is this all true? It's all true. It is all true. I don't know the food from India part. Um. Well, it was, it's actually interesting because it was the same thing that happened to Ireland. And now I'm getting okay. personal. <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm a Ryan, so I've got Irish in me. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a Malloy and Brennan. Let's go. Irish blood. Yeah. Um. If you. Class 2090 might know the Irish blood have probably seen me at the parties, Jesus. But anyway. Oh, with well, the Guinness. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, if you don't know, yeah, the uh, famine in India, I believe, around the time of the World War, um, either just before or just after, um, Winston Churchill was definitely in power at the time, and um, the famine was in India. And like with the Great Famine in Ireland, food was continually exported out from India as in Ireland and um, Winston Churchill went on to say and this is another paraphrase because my memory is that bad um, said that they're only having this famine because they and I know this is definitely I and I quote because they breed like rabbits 
far out. He legitimately did say that line. He legitimately did say that line. Does that get into like eugenics and stuff like that? Almost. I mean, I don't know how much you know about that, but just the whole ideology, the whole thought thought mm. process of there being certain people you yeah. don't want to reproduce. This, this is actually something really interesting to to move on to. We might still come back to um, the political um, evolution. Yeah, we'll go for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is something that my popper has talked to me about, and it's um, not a lot of people my age talk about, and he has been talking to me about it every now and again because... It is a fear that he has. He says after climate change, the next big crisis the world will face will be global population. Okay. Because I, I completely dis- disagree with that. Um, yeah, ooh, over the overpopulation, I don't believe it's a thing. Do you think... It, oh, you just don't even think it's a thing? I, I don't think it's something... I don't. I think cities are overpopulated, but mm. the world isn't overpopulated. And I think it's... Mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree yeah. with it. There's a lot of space. Yeah, there's still a lot of space. But yeah, you're right with them when it comes to cities and stuff. Um, mm. New Zealand. I mean, when it comes to overpopulation, it should be taken city, uh, country by country. Um, you know, New Zealand. We, we're only five million people. When um, we well, just the world, got, bro. Not, I'm not even talking about like an individual country, but mm. just the world as a whole. Like you can look at Mumbai. And you mm. go, oh shit, the world's so overpopulated. But that's just Mumbai. Bro. If you look mm. at the world, I, I I watched a um a video. Elon, uh, with Elon Musk, he was speaking. I'm not too sure what he was. Uh, he was on stage speaking. I'm not too sure what event it was, but he was um, basically he was talking about overpopulation and saying how yeah people think the world's overpopulated because they look at cities. Mm. Cities are over uh, cities that are overpopulated, but the world as a whole is not overpopulated. If you fly up in a plane and then drop like a ball, the chances of hitting a human being is literally next to nothing. Mm. Um, there's so much land and space, but yeah, that's just. Oh, that's interesting. I would like to see that. Mm. Mm. Um, but it was still a thought. I thought, hey, one day I think that will come where it will be a problem. You think? No. No? I don't. I oh, think okay. it, it will, like, it's being made out to be a problem, but mm. I, I don't know. There's the argument of, yeah, okay. So obviously I'm talking about humans, but then you talk mm. about of resources and how much we eat and the land we need to grow food. So oh, that's a big um, one, yeah. bruh, maybe I. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it will though. I don't. I don't think it is a problem. I. I, I really don't. I think mm. the world has has a way of being able to balance itself out. Um, That's true. Like that if it gets to a true. point where, I don't think it's a problem. As in, if if it means we do get overpopulated, then okay, we're overpopulated. Then people will naturally, you know, start Ooh. to die of hunger, and then the world will just. As much as that sounds kind of mm. messed up. If we do, it's not something that I think humans need to take intervention to try and solve. If it is a problem, the world has a way of being able to balance itself out and correct itself. And mm. we will thin down to an amount of people that's sustainable. That will just naturally take place. You don't need to, what's happening and what I have a problem with is when you get governments that are introducing policies to try and deal with this problem when mm. I don't think it really is a problem mm. that's where to me it, it gets to the uh kind of the um it gets into the territory of um like how much control do you want the state to have because yeah. i almost feel like overpopulation is being used as a way to t- take up more resources and control mm. those resources and you just have to trust that they're doing it for the right reasons mm. but with everything that's happened over the last few years i don't know if i really trust them per se so mm. that's my view on it anywhere yeah because it'd be there'd be literally nothing more authoritarian than them saying you can't have a baby or you can't eat yeah because you can't eat you this. can't eat steak because 
that Sakao and mm. and it's it's um and that's five hundred grams. Yeah. Oh, you can only have four ninety nine grams. Like li- oh. limiting the amount of calories that you can eat. We could be heading into that type of world if you look at the technology. A that's ration. We'll do being a ration state. Ooh. Yeah. That's, a, that's a new term. I hope ra- it is. A ration state. A ration state. You wouldn't have been able to buy two pies from the uh, from the four square. <laughs> Expose my breakfast like that. No, Got to do care. it to him. I don't care. <laughs> breakfast of champions. That's the winner. Yeah, yeah. And it is in- it is interesting. Yeah, that we are seeing quite a few a little authoritative sparks every now and again, mm-hmm. particularly from Western democracies, um, which of course brings us to the vaccine, of course. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We, I think we touched on it and then we... Yeah, there was it, a yeah. point I wanted to make about the vaccine and was that okay. at the end of the day, we have to roll with the vaccine. But, so the vaccine was always, I think, going to be... Um, a, th- a thing. Th- a thing. So but it's it's, gonna... obviously it's it's the classic, it's the way they've handled <clears throat> it scenario. Mm. Um, obviously in the US, um, to, to American listeners, I understand what's going on over there, particularly in New York. On, on there's okay. some terrifying stuff that's going to come into New York soon. Is this to do with um, mandates and new legislation new and laws? Yeah. Sort of. What's the uh, mandate? mandate? One of them. One of yeah, one of them. Is, I'll see if I can just try pull it up. Actually, go for it, Jamie. Pull it up. Yep, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie, pull it up. Yeah. Um, I mean, I got the same initials as Joe Rogan, Jr. So, hey. you, know, you know how it is. I think it's actually on Joe Rogan's Instagram because I think he posted because it was a. Uh, I, Former UFC champion Chris Weidman is from New York. He's a proud New Yorker. And okay. He's, I think he's getting a bit scared. And I would be too. Um, I'd yeah, be scared no matter what yeah. if I was Chris Weidman because I threw... In his last fight, he threw his first kick and it broke his leg in two. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, so I'd be scared no matter what if Snap. I was Chris, Chris Weidman. Um, no, why am I such a Chris Weidman? Jack, what are you doing to me here? Just, you know, you got to do it. you got to be a Jamie right now. Yeah, you got a point. But you actually, um, on leg getting split, on legs breaking yes. my uh, leg, um, funny enough, I was uh, I was playing uh, football a couple uh, weeks back, playing like some summer twilight football, seven mm. aside, and uh, no shin pads. And they ended oh, up being, God, no. on the final day, they ended up being a, uh, a little uh, knockout little tournament. Mm. And um, we made it to the final. And, um, yeah, my leg just got kicked, basically, and it really hurt, and I wasn't able to walk on it for three days. It's all bruised up. It's still um, swelling on it now, and I can't really play football for probably another two weeks and do too much, like, um, physical sport or, you know, activities or anything. And um, luckily, it didn't break, so, yeah. Yeah, that sucks. I'm, you know, I, did play f- I didn't play serious football, um, but I, did, I was actively playing football, and I didn't even play for consecutive years I had about a year break in between but I did play for seven years and of course I got a few boots to the shin I think even peop- with the shin yeah. guards like right I think people like obviously there's the whole stereotype of how it's a pussy sport because you see the professionals diving and rolling around but oh. there's some bad injuries man there's some yeah. bad leg Bro. breaks in football it's some of it the injuries are fucked people, up people people I do Muay Thai okay mm-hmm. and this is the thing about every sport what do you train for and yeah Muay Thai, you get trained to get kicked in the gut, kicked in the legs, and kicked in the head. Brutal, brutal. Football, mm-hmm. you train to kick a ball. Yeah, and so your you legs aren't conditioned. Your legs no. aren't conditioned to no. be kicked. And all the football players' training goes into cardio and football skills. It really does, yeah. yeah. And strategy, of course. Yeah, That's where tactics. all the training goes into, mm-hmm. you know, 
rugby, uh, rugby players, American football players, and combat sports athletes, they all go through, uh, all of them will do physical training for their body to make it strong, to yeah. make it tough. They'll all do conditioning training to, make, to literally, they'll have these sticks. I've seen many Pacquiao do it. Yeah, where they just whack they their, just hit their abdomen, hit their abs and their they abdomen, just... their chest and stuff, and it, oh god, it looks, it looks awful. Mm. Um, but it's it's a they need it. Football, you don't need that, and if oh. you're doing that, that's a big waste of time. Yeah, yeah. So now, of course, there are yeah, you're rolling around pretending to be hurt as a <laughs> bit of a thing. Now, disclaimer: I, I don't, I do not, I do not. Well, no, I'm I have, fine I'm, with I have it. dived, I have dived before. Mm. I'm, I'm gonna be honest, I've dived, but I'm fine with it when it's like in front of the goal. When it's mm-hmm. in front of your opponent's goal, or it's in front of your goal, because then you get to boot as far away from the goal as possible. Yeah. Um. You know that's fine. I was watching some game a while ago in a pub randomly, just just waiting on my mate, and um, they kept doing the rolling around in the middle of the field. I'm like, no, oh, no, don't do this. But then they started getting to the goal, and I was like, All right, get hurt now. Pretend to be hurt. And he did. He got the penalty did goal. Get, oh, he got a penalty for it. Excellent. Oh, I hope the clap doesn't. Oh, it doesn't come matter. To the microphone too uh, hard. It did, but I mean it's. Is what it is. It doesn't. Yeah. Oh, okay. it's all good. oh no, the listeners' ears will be okay. Trust, trust. Oh, okay, that's awesome. Um, but oh, oh, yeah, so I'm fine with when they they do the roll around right in the middle of the goal because um, that's strategy. Yeah. Not when you're in the middle of the field. So you might as well just just stand back up, get back to it. No mucking around. Keep the blood hot. Yeah, I see what you mean. Although sometimes it can be. It's one of those things where, yeah, you want to do it closer to like the um the box of the goal or something mm. um yeah because you're more likely to get a penalty but i think the thing with diving is players do it because they know that they can potentially get a penalty or something out of it or they can get a player sent off or a card so the whole time anyone's diving there's doing it strategically and yeah i think it's one of those things where you, when you're talking about like people that are getting paid to play mm. and when winning a game could be the difference between getting paid or not getting paid then mm. that's an incentive for players to do whatever they can to win mm. so that's why diving's a thing yeah yeah but def- i think ooh, when you bring up the you know trying to get a player sent off i think it'd be really smart to f- to fake the getting hurt if they actually do collide but not that hard yes so if they do collide but yes. it's not that hard you still fake it and you exaggerate it to make it seem yeah. worse than it is so therefore often, it might often, tempt the referee to how to often do they use them? instant replay in the professional games it's funny you say that because um <sighs> Yeah, they do. Like when there's a foul, they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those things where I don't know if the the referee does the referee actually watch that because it's different to like rugby where you have the like the TMO. Yeah. It's, it's in football now. Depending on the league, mm. it's becoming increasingly more u- um, more used now. You have mm. VAR, which is uh, VAR V A R stands for Virtual Assist Video Assistant Referee. Oh, and that's basically like TMO and rugby AI are taking over. Yeah, not yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's an actual like uh, like actual referee. It's like a t- yeah, same thing as a teamer. We have a ref that just watches the footage and is basically like another ref that looks at plays and tries to pick up any foul play and stuff mm. like that. Um, but it's just really poorly used. Like it's not mm. like TMO and rugby. It's really um, it's just all over the place. And I don't know. Some refs would look at it. It depends though. Yeah. But basically, when it comes to a challenge, it's just if the ref- referee just makes a decision then and there, and there's no like overturning it yeah that's just how it goes unless it's mm. a penalty in the box then the ref will use VAR VAR like a TMO in rugby mm. they'll actually go to a screen and watch it yeah that's yeah. how it works yeah it's smart it's smart to do it too because um, I know the UFC welterweight champion Kamaru Usman he got in his first fight with Colby Cummins and he got kneed 
in the groin, but in the recent replay, it didn't look like it was in the groin, but it looked like it was Watch at the belt fight. line. Mm. Did you see that fight? Yeah, the I saw that fight. First the one? first one, the first one to talk about. I saw the mm. first one, like, I saw the whole fight. Second one, I just saw the highlights of it. Mm. Yeah. I only needed to really oh, see the first two rounds. The, the rest of the fight was... Uh, it was good. Of course, it was good, but it wasn't. Nothing really much happened. The, uh, the first the two second rounds. fight. You're second about? fight. Yeah. yeah. First two rounds were amazing. So Colby Covington got his head almost taken off in the second round. He went, "Ooh, got to make sure that never happens again." Yeah. But then he's still going at him, like throwing and trying to connect too. Like yes. he was, um, did not cow while he was going for going for the kill too, which I respect because obviously there's a lot of beef between yeah. between both of them. Oh yes, but um, they've put most of it to rest, and as it is, a lot of it nowadays is a bit fabricated, but. Yeah. Hey, if there's one man who can do it well, it's Colby Covington. Um, I can say it's now he, he doesn't do the Trump stuff anymore, so nah, he's, he's a bit less controversial. Yeah, he's a bit less controversial now to the public yeah. eye. He stopped the Trump stuff because Colby's smart. Do you know why he started doing that? Because everyone knows who he is now, where they didn't know who he was before. No, it's like because he became he Joe, became someone. Joe he... Joe has talked about this a lot too. Okay. Um, he's mentioned it a lot of time. Every time I hear it again, I'm like, ah. yeah. but um. He did it because he was going to get sacked from the UFC because his wrestling style is very boring. Um, he's quite slow, quite drowning. They call it drowning. Um, yeah. He's quite slow. Um, he doesn't have power in his strikes. He's got volume and he's got volume striking where you just can punch and kick so much and not tire. But not knockout power. And great technique, but he doesn't have full-on knockout power. Um, so he isn't that eye-catching um, to an everyday fan. Um, to a lot of purists, he's probably one of their favourites. Right. Um, but in the public eye, um, for or sorry, a more a more normal fan, he isn't that popular, and he wasn't very popular. And um, he was always quite humble. He's very humble, so it sort of looked like he looked like a what we'd say in pro wrestling, white meat baby face. Um, he was a bit of a white meat baby face, and um, just you know, say oh, I want to go out there, do my best, yeah, do your best, and just wrestle the guy. Yeah, okay. Um, but he's getting told now you're going to get sacked because you know no one really wants to yeah, see you fight. Yeah, UFC just he's not pulling in the numbers there. Yeah, and so he he had a fight in Brazil against a legend called Damien Meyer, and um, he just went full not racist but offensive, called them dogs and stuff. I've seen called that. Them dirty, yeah, dirty yeah. animals and dirty dogs. animals. Yeah, dirty animals. Um, that was a I don't know. He called Brazil something. I can't remember what it was. Something horrible. Probably just like called them a third world country or some something along those. I lines. think so. Yeah, yeah. and um, which in the political world is somewhat of a compliment <laughs> right in the political world it's a compliment because it means that you weren't aligned in the cold war true yeah um so he um just went full full uh turned heel as they'd say he turned heel went full bad guy and he took on the trump because everyone hates trump yeah but it's a polarizing trump. topic and it it gave him clout like it gave him yeah, he became him someone clout. he became entertaining based on his controversy yeah kind of he kind of became like um yeah just I don't know, kind of like how Takashi Six Nine became so. Fat. Like, I'm sorry, I had to bring no, it up. No, no, I'm glad we did. Um, <laughs> kind of like how Six Nine became so popular because he just talks shit. I mean, it's kind of like Jake Paul, to be honest. It's not that dissimilar to like mm. Jake Paul. If you want to talk about like, another fighter, like Jake Paul, just just Jake Paul is kind of like the the Six Nine of the boxing world. Like he just yeah, just talks shit and just yeah, just hype stuff out. And he's kind of like an internet troll. And Colby kind of became that, but like with the persona of like Trump. Yeah, and then it was clever too because um, by Colby becoming like Trump, 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 um, automatically he wins over like half the country. Technically, so, yeah, 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 technically. Yeah. Uh, I would have loved to have seen him in um, 
show in like Oklahoma or something mm. in Texas oh a show in the middle of Texas he would have been over he would have been their darling um, but yeah, people tuned in to watch him lose that would probably be the thing also that want to see him lose people yeah. want to see him lose yeah it was the same with Floyd Mayweather and we all know where that went yeah yeah but I mean that's like I said that's like Jake Paul because people want to see Jake Paul lose but he that's, keeps fucking winning he keeps winning, winning oh, and I fucking hate it winning. um I mean, yeah, he looks uh, he looked pretty juicy too. Um, oh yeah, oh, he, he definitely is. He's definitely on shit. He um, he's a hundred percent taking because he refused VADA testing. Yeah, he doesn't want to get tested. There's no way he isn't. Also, if you look at I don't know if you'd agree with this, but if you look at how he went from fighting Deji mm. and you know like getting a bloody nose against Deji and mm. winning, but not like convincingly, to all of a sudden in his next fights, seeming to have like knockout power. Yeah, like, I don't see how you go and like in the space of not that short. Like, I don't, how do you go from not looking like you have knockout power to having knockout power in the space of like obviously there's training involved, but I still don't. I think I heard someone say like knockout power isn't something you necessarily can teach. Like that's something no, you're no, you just kind of have or don't teach. have. And he clearly did. But it's something you can gain from steroids. Yeah, exactly. It and it's something that he clearly didn't have before in his first few fights, and mm. then all of a sudden he knocks out Tyron Woodley, mm. who's an ex like. You know, USC fighter, and he was a he was a world world champion. It is our division, wasn't? He? Yeah. So they keep saying. So here's the thing for the people who keep hearing Jake Paul talk this. He keeps calling him a five time welterweight champion. He's not a five time welterweight champion. He's a one time champion who defended it four, four times. Four times, yeah. Yes. So he fought five times as yes. welterweight, and one of those times he lost. So yes. Yeah, four times. So although, because every time you win the title, you defend it, you get a new physical belt. You get a new physical belt. Yeah. Um, that's why you see like. Uh, famous champion Demetrius Johnson stand with uh, not 11 belts 12 belts because he won the first one and he defended it 11 times and so they've he actually wrote on his Instagram five time UFC champion so it's actually Tyron's fault Jake Paul's was reading it from his Instagram yeah okay yeah Fair so enough. it's actually Tyron's fault but Jake probably knows I don't know he's got he's actually saying he's got CTE what Jake has CTE yes he's already got CTE I mean yeah boxing is pretty brutal sport he, like mm. sparring well, it's yeah. interesting because a lot of combat sports athletes develop CT later in life after a lot of fights. Jack Paul hasn't had a lot of fights. And either he is weak. I don't know if he's weak. Um, I haven't seen his chin get completely tested. Oh, actually, we have seen his chin get tested once. Well, he did kind of get dropped by Tyrone in yeah, the first fight. in the like, first fight, He was yeah. leaning, leaning up against like the... Um, uh, the ring. And the ropes. He oh, got the ropes, he, yeah. His head went through the ropes, but he didn't, he didn't fall. He didn't fall down, but yeah. Yeah, and... Um, what was I saying? Yeah, he's already saying he's got memory loss. He's got symptoms of CTE, which isn't good for a 23-year-old. Um, so it's either that he's actually never meant to be boxing. Some people aren't born to fight. They just don't Some have just like can't the, fight. They don't have the uh, like no. skull for it. No, some don't have the... Floyd Mayweather didn't actually have the hands for it. His hands would break all the time. Seriously? Yeah, his hands would break all the time. Um, that's why he only has about 24, 25 knockouts, I think. 24 knockouts. Um, his hands would break all the time. So that's why he had to rely on his defensive on boxing defensive, skills. Yeah, I would say yep. he's a defensive boxer. Eh? Like that's what he's. Pro- yeah, that's his 100%. style. Just you know, just weaving and moving and, yeah. and really intelligent. Yes. Well, well second like, to David Tua. David Tua. Second to David Tua. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's something. But he, he can't be that good though, eh? Because like Logan Paul, like 
basi- mm. basically beat him. So. Oh no, yeah, yeah, he um he beat him because I went five rounds with him. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, victorious, <laughs> victorious Logan Paul. Logan, so Logan Paul's the greatest boxer of all time. No, K- KSI is because KSI beat Logan. Oh yeah, yeah, KSI so K- beat him KSI twice. So oh no, beat him once. Draw. Beat him once and then drew. And then even the draw. second time he beat him, it was basically a draw. Like it was a very unconvincing. I don't know what you imagine thought, having two draws. Yeah. God, that suck. Nah, there's no way. They just had to pick a winner. There's no. They yeah. could not have mm. drawn. Yes, yeah, yeah. so, um, some people aren't aren't meant to fight, and it's there's possibly a chance and and the evidence to make us. Then you could say, "Oh, well, Jake Paul's got power." Well, once he pops, there's the evidence, because steroids can make you into a killer. Hundred percent. They can make you into a killer. Johnny Hendricks is a very good example. He was um he was actually a welterweight champion, um, but he was back in the day when you only had to pass the pre-fight, post-fight drug test, and he used to have a left hand from hell. He used to touch people with that left hand and they would and go to the shadow up. realm. They would, yeah. They were gone. They would go into the nether realm. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's what he sent them straight through a nether fortress. Yep, yeah, through the nether fortress. Um, and Minecraft. But when USADA came in, the United States Anti-Doping Agency, that power disappeared. Mm. Left hand disappeared. It went away. And basically USADA are random drug testing. They do random drug testing. Yeah. And um, Johnny Hendricks... He didn't slim down. He did slim down a tiny bit. Okay. Uh, didn't look as, quite as juicy. No, it didn't look just as juicy, but he was, he was still, he slimmed down a bit, um, but that left hand power went away. It disappeared. You could also argue it disappeared with his age, because I think he was about 35 oh, when right, Usada so, came through. Okay. I think he was about 35, so there's a chance that he sort of just lost with age. Maybe those last fights where he was sending people to, to the nether realm was probably... Um, just probably the last few gunshots he had left. Yeah, and then you, you just get to an age where yeah. you can just go. Yes, and he started missing weight a lot. <clears throat> so he was, I think he was because he was on an IV. I think he was on IV to make weight. And unfortunately, the, the UFC did ban. Banned IV? Not uh, a certain amount of IV. Oh, okay. The IV, yeah, and the IV you can use now in the UFC is so little. It's so little, the amount of IV you can use. They, they, they should allow it because weight, it's weight cutting. That is why he was is using that literally an IV. all IV? Wait, so is that literally all IVs for? Is so he was using an IV to help him make weight. Um, are you aware of the like, sort of weight um, um, cutting I'm, weight? I'm a, I'm aware of fighters um, depending on yeah like what yeah cutting weight before a fight mm. before weigh-ins because obviously the, the the way that fights work you have a certain weight that you have to yeah you, you have to be within between so mm. you can fight in that like category so yeah mm. I'm aware of cutting and but stuff. The thing is is that. There's abs. There's almost no fighters on the planet for MMA boxing. They're a lot more natural because they don't have to have gi- a lot of them don't have to have um, don't have to you know have gigantic legs and stuff like that. Some do for power, but then some don't. Um, the MMA fighters, I think, cut more um, because and what, what's the point I'm trying to say here? Ah, every single fighter in the UFC does not weigh that naturally. And they weigh nowhere near that weight. Naturally, the only fighter I can say is either that weight or very close to that weight is actually a champion, Valentina Shevchenko. Okay. I, don't, I don't think she even uses a sauna. Really? I don't think she even uses a sauna. I think she said that she doesn't like the sauna. And sauna was sauna something that the, um, fighters would use before weigh-in so Big that time. they can cut down on that water weight. Big time. Basically, yeah. yeah. I know Dustin Poirier does the old, just the, the urinating um, one where he floods his body through with water and then he fasts off water and then he urinates it all out and it takes a lot of the water out uh-huh. um, the uh, other water in your body and therefore you're losing weight 
I know he does that quite a bit, but that's I think I've heard it's just as bad. Um, but it's very brutal. Um, I don't recommend anyone doing it. My cousin does it, and he's fifteen. Um, but I'm, you better not be cutting more than five kilos, Rex. Okay, we love you, buddy. Um, but five k, yeah, cutting. That's yeah. Five kg oh. shouldn't be that much because the UFC fighter on average cuts about ten. Ten. To, that's uh, 10 insane. KGs. Ten kgs. Yes. That's that's insane. Yeah. That yeah. That's. But it's different for some people. Um, it's different for some people because I remember losing when I was at my skinniest. I was seventy-eight kilos, but I didn't diet. I just worked, and I ate sort of okay food. Yeah, I was I just working mm. really hard. Mm. No, people. Yeah, you can. Uh, I think it's surprising how much weight you can lose yeah. in a short space of time. And then I was think I was doing math on it. I was like, wait a minute. So I went down to seventy eight, dieting maybe seventy six, weight cut. I could get down to sixty. I don't want to lowballing. It would be at least seventy one. I'd be a lightweight in the UFC. In the UFC, you would. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be a lightweight, and I'm like, oh god, that's ratchet. So I'd be taller than everyone too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane to think because I thought I was going to be like a light heavyweight when I was going through puberty because I was like, oh, I'm getting big, boy. Mm. And now I'm skinny. That sucks. RIP. Hey, well, sucks. welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> Holy like a, crap. I'd be like, a, what's the lightest category? For men, it's flyweight. Flyweight, yeah. yeah. I'd be a flyweight. Um, but they're thinking about with women, they, they have straw weight, but they're also thinking of bringing atom weight. Atom with weight. A lot of it, there's actually a lot of, a lot of straw atom. weights used to be atom weights as well. Atom. Um, so it'd be interesting. Um, but they should probably bring in straw weight for men one day because there's a goddamn good straw weight boxer over in Japan. Holy moly. There's mom. heaps. If you look at the Muay Thai, it's obviously yeah. Thai. Mm. Uh, thai, you know, Thais aren't they're not big people. Yeah. But they're skillful. Like, obviously, there'd, there'd be some insanely skillful boxers or um, Muay Thai like kickboxing athletes that would fighters that would fit probably into that like oh yeah category. But, um, most of them would be most from, of them would be yeah um, yeah I know a lot of the champions are from the smaller weight classes in boxing are uh, Thai um, few quite a few Filipinos obviously got Manny Pacquiao, if Manny Pacquiao to push yes. them forward so they've got plenty of inspiration they don't need thousands of years of martial arts culture no, just need Manny, got Pacquiao. Just got Manny Pacquiao as a it. senator too let's go I'm saluting Pre- no one can see um, me what's it is uh is it a president or prime minister in uh, of the Philippines? They might have both. Um, What's the like the I, high? I know they've got a president. Is the, is the president like the um the the top dog? You know what I'm saying? Yes, like, yeah, um, president and the president and prime minister like one and two. Yeah. Oh, so um, we just can now get back into politics. Yeah. Say, finally. That's, hey, that's a good segue because I was just yeah. going to say Manny Pacquiao for um. For prison, yeah, because he's of the gonna run. I heard he's going he to gonna run. run too. He can yeah. win. He can win. Hundred percent, he could win. Yeah, he can. Win. I know. I remember Jesse Ventura and a couple other sports athletes in America saying, "I'm going to run for prison." Manny Pacquiao is probably the only one in the world who's a sports athlete, other than that comedian over in Ukraine, who can say, "I'm going to run for prison." And you go, "Yeah, you probably will win." Um, I know. To bring it to football, I know that. Um, ah, David Beckham's going to run for prime minister. David Beckham, the Conservative oh Party. <laughs> well, I mean. He'd be better than Boris, but um, oh. uh, what I was going to say, no, there's um, uh, Libya, 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 Libya. Oh God, the president of Libya is a ex uh, football player, and he was won the Ballon d'Or. He was like the greatest. He was he won like the the best player in the world. Mm. Um, what's his name? I know Pakistan. George, is it Wei- Is it Weyer? Is it cricket player? George Weyer? George Weyer. I think it's George Weyer. Pakistan cricket. Yeah, makes sense. They've got a cricket prime minister. Okay, yeah. and then I'm pretty sure um, not current, but I'm pretty sure there was a Ukrainian. Um, no, he didn't. He ran for president, Shevchenko, but he didn't win it. But 
Oh no, the guy uh, who won the, the election in Ukraine was actually a stand-up comedian. Stand-up comedian. But there's yeah. also a footballer who ran. Oh, really? He didn't win it. But oh, yes, Ukrainian. Wow. Um, Shevchenko. He was, um, mm. He's actually the manager of the Ukrainian um, football national team now. Mm. But yeah, he was like a, a legendary player. But yeah, he, I think he ran. He didn't win the... Yeah. yeah. I bet Michael Schumacher could probably win uh, Chancellor in Germany. I'd be for that. Wait, he's not like actually running or anything like no, that. It's just, no, no, no. Okay, if he ever random, does, I'd say. If he ever I'd does. Vote for him. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd vote for him, yeah. Uh, just bring back Hitler. Nah. Um, <clears throat> joking. Oh. <laughs> jokes, yo, jokes. Chill, guys. You know, my good mate Anna's listening to this. Um, yeah, shout out. Um, <laughs> yeah, Hitler bad. Sorry, Hitler Anna. Bad. Jack's talking shit. Don't yeah, listen talking to him. Talking shit. Um, yeah, Michael yeah. Schumacher for president. Michael Schumacher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking, um, oh, this is fun. What's another country? I'm trying to think of some uh, um, famous rugby players from um, Pacific Islands. They could probably win. I'm trying to think. John Deacon, maybe, for um, just Martin, Fiji. Just Martin Nonu or something for like Samoa? Maybe. Um, I, I can't think of a more legendary, like, I mean, obviously, he's he's not like, no, play for the All Blacks, not Samoa, but. Yeah. Oh, Joseph um, Parker for, uh, for Prime Minister of Samoa. Yeah, he'd win. Parker. He'd win. <laughs> I mean, his vice, his deputy would be David Tua. David Tua. <laughs> we are going to make swifting reforms on the boxing program. Let's go. Of course, of course. Has to, has to. I'm not surprised. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's um, let's announce it. No, um, Sanya for Prime Minister of New Zealand. I'd rate that. I'd rate that. He'd, he'd rather probably go Nigeria, not New Zealand, to be honest. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, true. He doesn't like New Zealand anymore. That's okay. I Wait, agree with him. Is that actually true? Did he say something about oh, so not he, liking New Zealand? He declared no. He declared that he because he wanted. To, he always said, "I'm going to defend my title in New Zealand," and he's taken back that statement. He said he wants to go to Nigeria now, eh? Like Lagos. Probably, yes. he probably does, bro. I, I don't think he's said that. But he, so. but he's also because the all the New Zealand fighters didn't get any quarantine exemptions or anything like that. Oh, so he's very like, harshly. So he's like, "Fuck you to the government." Yeah, and yeah, he told him, oh, no, "I'm not going to defend here anymore." Because of what you guys have done to us, the crew, you see the cricket players, the rugby players, I think he said even the football players, I think a couple of other teams, I, I don't all blame get them. exemptions. But UFC fighters, no. No, MMA fighters don't. It'll be because they're not an international sport, so they're technically not representing New Zealand, if that makes sense. And that I yeah. bet that'll be it because the the all whites, let's say, if they're going and playing mm. playing internationally everywhere, they're re- like they're playing as New Zealand. So they, mm. but Israel Adesanya, it's like an individual sport, and it's not mm. like. Yeah, it's the UFC. Like he obviously comes from New Zealand, but it's not like mm. him representing. That makes sense. He obviously is representing New Zealand. Dude, that's bullshit. Yeah, even that's, if that's he bullshit. even if he moves away from New Zealand, they've said oh, it's Australia, US. Um, even if he moves away, I'm still going to see him as a symbol of New Zealand. We're still going to cheer for on for him. He's going to he's exact my, same. He's going to be. He will. Um, yeah, he's my favorite like New Zealand uh, fighter. Of mm. all time, like he probably will just remain that. Yeah, he just, he's just, he's just cool, man. I don't know. He's just, he's just himself. I like that. I like he that. definitely is himself, and so is actually my number one New Zealand one is Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt, just because he used to touch people and they would go. They would they'd go also, down. They'd go join. Um, they'd go join. What's his name the, in the, the Nether Realm? They'd um, go join him in, in the too. Nether Realm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he'd, yeah, go join all Johnny Hendrix's boys. Yeah, that's right. All, all the, all the, uh, yeah, all the boys he's knocked out. Uh, yes, yeah. Join um, in the Nether Realm. His boys would, would join him. Yeah, Mark Hunt was was awesome. Um, he's a bit weird nowadays. He lost to Paul Gallen. So he's fallen off a bit. He's old. Yeah, he's just... He's over 50, you know? Like, yeah, he took that fight. He shouldn't have. 
He shouldn't have. And then Paul Gallon's like, I want to fight Robert Whittaker. No, don't. I didn't realise how old no, he was. Don't. I did not realise how old he was. Oh, yeah, he's very old, Um, even for UFC standards. He's, he's been around five. for ages. I just know he's been around for ages. Like, he's been mm. flying the New Zealand flag in the UFC for, yeah, a long time. Oh, yeah, but um, he was actually one of the highest paid athletes at one point because, you know, every fight of his was almost main event, main event fight because he just, was such a big draw. Yeah. Guy knocked people out. It was exciting. He it, was exciting. it was hard to knock him out. So um, and he had a, yeah an exciting, exciting style. So you can see the contrast between Colby Covington and Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt, you had an exciting style. Um, and at the end of the day, you know he didn't get CTE. I don't think he does. At least I hope not. Um, but he didn't get CTE because he got that That's hard impressive. Samoan head. That's fine. yeah. He's got that thick. I mean, he's got that thick Samoan skull. Yo. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now his um his um non biological children, Justin Taffer and Taito Ivasa, doing his doing his um. They're knocking people out for him. Yeah. Thankful very much. And Kai Cutter France. Kai Good Kata on you, Kai Cutter. You knocked out Cody Garment. We blew the roof off the place. Let's the go. Pub. I, wa- I watched that fight. Um, just the, like, oh. I, ju- I just found a YouTube video video and watched it. Mm. But yeah. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. Anyway, yeah, we have, so we have to get back to politics. Okay, yeah. politics, politics. Um, yeah, we're, 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 over gonna... an, we're over an hour too. Over an hour. That's good. That's I mean, mad. There'll probably be a bit of trimming to the episode anyway. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll, yeah, I'll trim shit down probably. Yeah, we'll remove all of my voice. Basically, Only Jack. it's just I'm just at the end of the day, I'm just too sick. I don't I can just talk and I don't need anyone. You know, this is just just how it is. You're here for me, no one else. That's the way it is. No. Um, okay. Uh so yeah, politics. I don't know. What do we we gonna we wanna talk what we wanna talk vaccine or what, what do we Yeah, we talk? might as well go back to vaccine. Was, we tried to get like segue get back into, into it, it twice and then it just kept going back to um People getting sent to the nether realm. Yeah, people yeah, people getting sent to the nether realm. Um, same as the uh, same yeah okay so vaccine um, I don't know do you want to take it away or yeah it was, it was sort of I've been doing a lot of thinking about um, why you know why the change of systems and stuff like that and you know at the end of the day just under new we can't do lockdowns forever mm-hmm. there's going to come a point and then she realised halfway through Delta oh no we're going to change and you look at it now and you're like think oh yeah lockdowns are old Lockdowns are old. They're from last year. That well, we're do you, do you think? Year. Do you think they even do anything? Like, what? What did they? What did lockdowns achieve in your opinion? They achieved the same thing that the vaccine is trying to achieve, and that's people's safety. People's about, safety. It's about people's safety at the end of the day. Yeah, you could also say it's about government control. Mm-hmm. But from what I could see, and what I can, you can justify, I guess, straight out the bat, is people's safety. Okay. You know, and how has it kept people safe? As, as of course, at the start, we were, st- we were unsure about COVID. We didn't mm. really know at the start. We didn't know much about it. We didn't even know much about masks at the start. So no, we didn't. Th- that masks, yeah. that's the funny thing. People need to remember, masks were completely new. Mm. Like, let's not pretend like you, yeah, no one knew shit yeah. about masks. That was not ever discussed. People didn't know anything. Yeah. And so, out the gate, I think the lockdowns were necessary and they worked really well here. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time, second time, yeah, iffy. Um, but ever since then, it's been very debatable. And now that we have this new system, um, the traffic light system, um, it could work. We'll see down the line. Oh, this one will definitely be long term. But I highly disagree with, of course, yeah, the the segregation of yeah. unvaccinated and vaccinated. Um, the government should be saying because at the end of the day, the government said once it's ninety percent, we go to this next um, this next thing, and it's just if. Not we will, because now it's sort of like in the in the background. It's like, oh no, you're all still getting vaccinated. 
that is the, the the policy what it's trying to make it sound like. I know you still have to get vaccinated because you, you can't go into restaurants. You yeah. can't go to a cafe. Um, the, the interesting thing is I do agree with the vaccine pass thing at like restaurants and stuff because that's where it was transmitted all the time. It was transmitted there. And okay. without lockdowns to protect people, I guess they say that the vaccine can. Yeah, they say. Now, that's been debated about and a lot. There's a whole debate. But I'm not going to pretend mm, like I know the ins and outs of yeah, all of that. But as civilians, we can just, hey, just roll with the two mm. at the moment. I know that in Germany they are, thank you, Anna, for this information. Oh, don't want to sell you out here, but no, I'm just saying, thank you. Shout out. Um, they have to get triple dosed. Yeah, three. Yeah, three. I don't know about triple dosed. Um, That's going to happen here too. Yeah, and I also predict, you know, because I know that they said, you know, the target in, right now in America is the unvaccinated and technically mm-hmm. New Zealand too. And then I'm thinking to myself, what's next? And I go, it's maybe the unboosted. You know, cause well, yes, because shots. they're already saying that it's going to get to the point where you'll need three. And if you have two and not three, you will be considered unvaccinated. You will, And then the same rules will apply to you as someone who mm. has not got any. Yeah. You will be considered unvaccinated. And uh, funny enough, in, um, in Israel, you have to get four. Jeez. And, if you have, and if you have three and not four, you're unvaccinated. How many do the Palestinians have to get? They don't give a shit about the mm. Palestinians. I mean, actually, to be fair, I don't know. Um, yeah, that. Oh, I met. Yeah, that's a mess over there. I mean, yeah, this is a mess. Because it's got, a mess that starts two thousand years ago. Yeah, well, unfortunately. Got, I'm just thinking. Funny because you got COVID and then you got because they. I think what people need to remember is. COVID ain't the only thing in the world like that. There's, mm. there's more problems in the world. I think everyone's get caught up on COVID. Um, and is the Israel, a, Israel Palestinian um, yeah. conflicts that that was a problem, and then you add COVID into it, and then yeah. you add vaccinated, unvaccinated. Mm. What the? That's a that's I a mess. Think, I don't even want to. I think, think about during that. the pandemic, I think Hong Kong just got totally invaded. I think. Oh yeah, that's, Hong Kong oh, yeah, that's right. Messed uh, up. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, we, we, it's not. Yeah, it's not being reported on now, so we forget about it. Don't Chinese virus. Um, oh, and then even, yeah, even from the start of it, when you had, bro, remember Trump was um, still the president mm. <laughs> at the start of this? Oh, it feels like a world away, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, oh my God. What the? Yeah, just looking back on shit's kind of funny. Mm. It's also interesting how um, things uh, change. So Question for you. Yeah, go for it. Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden? Neither, bro. Neither? Neither. You've got to go with one. Nah. Oh. I'm the Democratic Party. You've got to choose one. Um. Okay. Um... Uh, Joe Biden. Oh, really? Because I was saying mum on the way here, Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I mean... But it's been I, so long since I've heard anything about Hillary Clinton, I've sort of forgotten what she was like. I, I Nah, she's one of the most disliked political um, people like in American. She will go down as one of the most disliked um, politicians in American history. Mm. Well, she is one of the most disliked. She is not liked at all. She's just... Nah, bro, she... I don't like her at all. I don't, yeah. not, I don't like Joe. To be fair, I don't think it would matter. It wouldn't matter. wouldn't matter. I don't think anything would change because they represent the same thing and they represent mm. the same interests. Yeah. And they have the same backing from the same people with the same interests. So it would would not matter. I think just the Clintons, um, yeah, I think they've been involved in too much shadiness. So I would just go Joe Biden. But he's a career politician. That's, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, it's no. reaching the twilight of that career. Yeah, he's he's reaching the twilight of that career. Yeah, uh, do you even well, think he's he's making the decisions? Because 
It looks like he's just not functioning, in my opinion. Yeah, he's probably just a um a he's at this pu- Ooh, your puppet's you a him, risky word to use in 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 politics, isn't mm-hmm. it? A physical puppet. He yeah. is a physical puppet. Um yeah. He's not the the academic puppet here. Yeah, yeah, but, um, um, uh, yeah. For me that's just uh, what, what do you think about like a shadow government? Do you think that there's a shadow government in the United States? I mean, I've heard a, a lot of conspiracies on a lot of different groups. Bohemia Grove. I learned about that not just recently. I heard that's old. Did you learn like, that? Did you did you just learn about that recently? Alex Jones and Tim Dillon. Alex Jones and Tim Dillon was that on the Joe Rogan podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's true, like, bro. It's <laughs> true. It's just facts, man. It's not that's yeah. There's no. I mean, like, what did you um so. When it comes to Bohemian Grove, all of it was new. You'd never heard about any of it no, before. Never. Um, basically, there being actually fuck you, describe it. I haven't. It's like um, what like a secret, essentially like meeting place that they're uh, basically powerful, like powerful figures would just meet up, like Freemasons. Freemasons, yeah. Powerful people, but they're a bit more touchy feely, if mm. I can say. You know, yeah. um, they're a bit creep. Oh, they're a bit, you know, unconsensual. As I've heard, it's a lot of um, rape uh-huh. within them, isn't it? Apparently, yeah. Yeah, it's um, quite unconsensual. So, uh, not nice. And not you're t- nice. And you're stuff. talking about you're talking about some of the most powerful people. In, yeah, I I do recall George US. Bush being accused George, of Bush, being a no, member. Bushes, yeah, the Bushes are. He is. Bushes oh, have been there. Geez. Oh, I mean, I don't want to say are, but yeah. Yeah, I've I've and heard then, that too. Yeah, so then we'd so there's 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 them. There's a few others. There's a bunch in fiction. Um, I think we could rule out not on the world stage. Um, you know, if there was, United Nations would probably do. They'd, they'd seem a bit different. A lot of international uh, NGOs and IGOs would probably act quite a bit differently. They act the way they are because in reality they're actually not that powerful. How many times has the UN told off China? Yeah, no, nothing. Yeah. They'll stay neutral. Yeah. They'll stay well, neutral. They've, 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 they've told them off a lot and then China sort of just goes, huh? Philippines um, as well, um, with the the prison there who was killing the drug dealers, you know. That's true. Yeah. He said the human rights people are here to try and tell us what to do. Yeah, you yeah. Then just shit, don't Whatever. care. Like, what power do you have? Yeah, it's, unfor- um, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And um, yeah, back to New Zealand and the Pacific, you know, mm-hmm. I remember studying on Norman Kirk, and Norman Kirk was there when the um, International Court of Justice, the, the hearing from, from New Zealand was, um, what do you call it, accepted. It was accepted, and they said, yeah, we will charge France. Um, we will accuse them of that for you. It didn't really but go nothing, anywhere. Nothing it, took, it, it, took, go it took anywhere. the blowing the blowing of the Rainbow Warrior to stop it all. Yeah. That's what it took. And even then it was still a little shady. Um so I think out of NGOs and IGOs, I think it can be ruled out there, but I think within separate governments. Okay. It's possible. Particularly um, the US. Oh um, okay. Do we want to go here? Because talking about NGOs and, and, and IGOs and like yeah. the United Nations, yeah, um, and then you want to talk about more like you know conspiracy type stuff of mm. like uh, Bohemian Grove isn't a conspiracy. That's just a fact. The only conspiracy with it is in from the facts we know about Bohemian Grove where you take that. So you could, you know, you know, kind of what I'm saying. Like yeah. there's what we can factually prove, and then there's what is up to interpretation. Mm. But when it comes to the more conspiracy realm, obviously, um, someone who uh, didn't kill himself, um, <laughs> and I don't, I, I don't, because this is a uh, quite topical now. You've got the uh, Maxwell trial. I don't know if you know much about the uh, no, no. Gis- Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Oh, um, do do you even know about Ghislaine, Who, Ghislaine Maxwell? Who's that? Holy fuck! You need to know about it. Okay, um, Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, so obviously you've got uh, 
that guy that didn't kill himself, um, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Epstein. Um, I, was, I was trying to think of the phonetic letters to yeah. bring it up. I was like, what's J again? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is something uh, funny enough. I was I was hearing about Jeffrey Epstein um, before he killed himself. Mm. So I, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I knew about him before. Um, but yeah, I was. Um, where am I going with this? Yeah. So uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, she's essentially uh, on trial right now, and Ghislaine Maxwell was an accomplice of Jeffrey Epstein, mm. kind of like her right hand man, right hand woman, mm. um, and she's being, uh, she's being, essentially. On, she's on trial for um, solicit- soliciting young girls for prostitution. Yeah. Yeah, um, so, yeah all of that good stuff. Mm. Um, and yeah, for handling a lot of the... Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of the uh, human trafficking side of things when it comes to yeah, prostitution and, and, and the young woman that she was soliciting. So um, obviously this is allegedly because nothing's been um, trial still ongoing. Mm. But if you look into... And excuse my use of the word, fuck island. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, you'll find some juicy stuff. Obviously, uh, if you don't know about Jeffrey Epstein, I'm going to just say you've been living under a rock, mm. to be completely honest. But you've got the No Leader Express, the, his private jet that used to fly rich, successful, and famous, powerful people to. You had an island, and on that island, yeah, you had basically... Um, Clinton was seen there. Yeah, Clinton. Donald Trump was also seen Trump, there. I, uh, Trump. I, was he? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think he... No, he hasn't been seen on the island, but... Oh, but he was mates with them, though. Yeah, yeah, mate. He was so mates with them. Not yeah. on the actual island. I don't know if Trump is actually on any, any of the... Uh, from what we know on any of the uh, flight logs, but Trump was... There's pictures of Trump with Epstein, mm. and they used to be kind of buddy-buddy, like, mates um, back in the day because they were both into, like, uh, real estate um, in New York. So, there's there's that connection. Um, but yeah, basically, Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell had a lot of uh, connections with very powerful people. And um, then uh, Epstein gets uh, suicided uh, or killed and, or, you know, he commits suicide in uh, maximum security prison. He's meant to be on 24-7 suicide watch. Cameras stop working. Guards were off duty. are meant to be watching him. Um, very suspicious. And then comes out about uh, all their connections to uh, powerful people and um, the donations that he'd made. To different organizations too mm. which i think um something not talked about a lot uh but yeah basically gazelle maxwell she was uh spoke at the un mm. and um i think that shows that yeah that's someone that like if you want to talk about like um bohemian grove and how there potentially could be a connection to organizations and um like the united nations because like gazelle maxwell did speak at the UN multiple multiple times. I'm pretty sure. Or did she? Um, I don't know what oh, she spoke on or what the connections were. That's that's literally all I know. That's all that all I have. Yeah. Well, while this topic's on my mind too, um, there was a very brave young Samoan woman who went and spoke on the United Nations. The time for that stuff has got to stop. I'm not saying this because it's like, of course, I want climate change to end and stuff, but mm-hmm. those fellas aren't listening. Joe Biden fell asleep. Yeah, yeah, they're not listening. He wasn't meditating. He's 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 the he's the worst, bro. He's not functioning. Like he's he's yeah. probably being when he is functioning and he looks yeah. awake. He's probably on all, sorts, a, all sorts of medication. Oh, yeah. I have to start a um a, 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 a politics gambling ring because every time I make a major prediction, I'm always right. Always right. Because I'm right. saying now, Joe Biden won't make it to 2024. No, I don't think he will either. Who's going to make Who's replacing? I'm not him? saying that he'll die. No, 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 no. I'm saying that he'll resign or. He'll yeah, something he will resign against Kamala sacked. Harris will take over. It will be Kamala by Harris. 2024. Yes, they want they want. Yep. Yes. Who? 
isn't I'm, I'm liked. fine with. She's not liked at all, bro. She's not liked. Oh, yeah, that's she's right. I remember seeing the statistics on her. She's not liked. N- like, not even by her own community or black community yeah. or whatever. Like, she's not liked. Yes. She is. Yeah, she has, has to be one of the most dis- disliked, mm. like, vice presidents. Yes. Uh, by the way, how are we doing for time? Um, hour is 15. It, is it almost wrap up time? I don't really don't mind. Don't mind. We okay, all right. Okay, we're uh, we're live. Took a little bit of a break, mm. and uh, yeah, I just chugged down half a bottle of whiskey. I think I'm good to go now. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, whiskey break, <laughs> half time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we, we've been talking about a lot of juicy stuff as of late. Um, a lot of focus on America. Mm. Um, now, of course, as um, from what I've learned from political science, I am a bit of what I like to call myself a. It's the only ideology I get near is political nationalism. Okay. So I'm sort of like very apparent when it comes to declaring the, the 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 world of politics we're talking about so if we're talking about american we're talking about american and we'll be specifically american if we're talking about new zealand we'll be specifically new zealand or just basic because we are new zealanders so we can't just treat it as normal politics we don't have to be specific about it but um they're they're, they're two interesting worlds to distinguish from um the media is a big one especially when it comes to america um, a lot of their political events are just being shaped completely by the media. Um, over there, it's it's pretty wild in both media. Fox I would I would say there's every political event. Yeah, isn't everything political shaped by the media? I think so. Here in New Zealand, in America, in America, it just seems to be very very extreme, like polarized. But yeah. I just think that's because that's where it's just America. Yeah. Like, it's just Co- the biggest. Kyle country. Rittenhouse was the big one. I don't I don't oh, know much yeah. what happened with that guy. I know he's some kid. He had a gun. That's all I know. Yeah. Um, he was just, uh, yeah. I mean, he had, I don't, I don't know what the gun was, but he, um, how old was he? He was like 17. 17, I 17, think. Yeah. so young. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. He had, um, well, he went to trial or whatever, and then mm. he, he was um, not guilty, mm. which in my opinion was the, uh, I'm talking about the American law, like their system, because mm. like, mm. um, obviously everyone's got their own opinion on gun laws and stuff but when you talk about like the second amendment in america and the ability to be able to defend yourself he was in the right so um yeah he was found not guilty which is the uh, right decision in my opinion yeah mm. but um yeah there was like a two there were because you had like an- antifa there and it was during the um what's the place what's the town charlottesville no not charlottesville okay it's just um, like antifa in your like, town charlottesville <sighs> no one will forget what happened there uh Atlanta? Was it Atlanta? Might have been around. It wasn't Atlanta. It might have been around. Ah, I forgot Ooh. the name of it. Um, ah, I forgot the name, but basically there was this uh, sit- town, city, where um, there were a lot of uh, buildings that were on fire and burning because there was um, rioting happening, mm. which is what it was. It wasn't peaceful because buildings were burning. Can't be peaceful. Um, yeah, and there's this uh, kid, Kyle uh, Rittenhouse, who was there. He had a gun. And he was protecting, um, like, stores, right? Because mm. a lot of places were getting vandalized and burnt down. And in America, with the laws that they have, yeah, you have the ability to protect yourself, carry a firearm, which he was legally able to do. Which seems crazy, 17-year-old, but yeah. it was legal. And every state's a bit different, but it was he was in the right. He was legal. He was able to do that. He, he was um, trained. And he was protecting, I think it was family members or something, their business. And, yeah, there were two two guys that, like, were running up to him they ran up to him this is the actual event when it happened they were uh, running up to him and yeah they were like trying to attack him 
And then, because obviously he has a gun, so he went pop, pop, and they got shot, which is like, my opinion, mm. um, I don't know what you expect. Like, why would you run up with someone that has a gun and expect anything different to happen than get yeah. shot? Like, you're going to get you're gonna get popped. So. I am politically in the right. And then yeah. you get shot. No, it doesn't. That's yeah. not how so it works. They were kind of dummy dumb for that. And, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. But that's uh, my... That's what I gather from it. Yeah, I think. Um, oh, that that happened. I think last year, didn't it? Did it? Did, did the um, event happen last the year? Event the happened, trial the event just happened, happened about last a month ago. Yeah, the event yeah. happened last year. It's so weird now. Now he's literally going on podcast and he's talking about it. It just seems so. It's just I don't know. Something about it just seems. It seems so funny to me. Yeah, they like um, to. They, in a lot of places, they like to throw some. You know, throw gas on the fire. In a lot of places. Yeah, that's definitely what happened. Um, I know when that chick. What was her name? She's from The Mandalorian. And she compared something to the Holocaust. If you uh, ever compare anything to the Holocaust, don't... No, you're wrong. Don't compare stuff like that. Okay, yeah, I, I compare forgot. compare anything to the Holocaust. A female, female actor, eh? and she was yeah. in The Mandalorian. Don't, yeah, yeah, don't she, compare anything to the Rwandan genocide. Don't compare anything to the Holocaust. Uh-huh. Don't compare... Don't don't compare stuff. Okay. They're all just equally bad. They're all just shit. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I know and what you're talking offend about. People. And um, I think, oh. yeah, she mentioned something about the Holocaust and I think lockdowns and she got sacked. It was something about how the Jews are treated in Nazi Germany and how um, oh, yeah. pe- people are being treated uh, by governments um, because of lockdowns or yeah, yeah. something like that. And then I know she went on the Daily Wire heaps and a bunch of other things and I was like, okay, good on you. Yeah. Um, but uh, how much did they mention AR-15 when it came to Kyle Rittenhouse? I don't know. Um, something that pisses me off. Do you know where the whole AR-15 thing actually came from? And this is just what I think. You mean like the whole argument around for like ar 15 They only mention AR-15 uh, because it's a, now everyone knows what that gun is. Well, yeah, everyone it's a, knows it's a, what it can it's, do. It's a talking point. Yeah, and Bit of a talking I'm point. pretty sure... I know where it comes from. I'm pretty sure it came from that shooting in Florida. There would have been a shooting and someone yeah. would have used that gun. And now yeah, every, every time um, that gun is used, they're going to... I remember what he looks like. I remember what the guy looks like, but it was the first... Like mass shoot, high school shooting, the students made a big movement on it, and they, they I think they were one of the first times that the media covered a big, you know, um, anti Second Amendment sort of uh, movement by students. It was by the students, and yeah. the thing was, is he had an AR-15. That was the gun he used that day, and ever since then, it's like stayed in the ears yeah, of people a, of anti Second Amendment people in the media. It stayed on the mouth of the media. It's become a, it's become a talking point. Yeah, I yeah, remember that, bring that up. governor. I think it was a governor. Um, it was that guy and his wife, and they were standing outside. It was during the uh, George Floyd riots, mm. and they were standing outside their house, and he had a machine gun and she had a pistol. And everyone was saying he was standing outside with an AR-15. I've played enough Call of Duty to know it wasn't an AR-15. It was a good old M16. That's what it was. M16. Yeah, it's just an old M16 assault rifle. I said, you know why? It's like, because the AR-15's got a plastic fancy stock. It had an old little wooden stock. Right, it right. Fucking old-fashioned wooden if stock. If something's wooden, then old-fashioned. That's some, yeah. Yeah, it was just an old-fashioned M16. It wasn't AR-15. They only said AR-15s. No, everyone knows what AR-15 Everyone is. knows what it oh. is. Oh my god, AR yeah. fifteen. Oh my god, what if they say a minigun? Then we go, oh, what's a minigun? No one's ever heard of that. Yeah, yeah. People who know their guns are like, what, what, what? Yes, um, but it's a hard one when it comes to debating shootings. What to do? Especially when it comes yeah. to how to. What is there any change on guns? Well, okay, so we have to we have to make a we have to differentiate. A school shooting from Kyle Rittenhouse because Kyle Rittenhouse mm. was literally him defending himself from people that were attacking him. So to class that 
as a school shooting is there's there's not a school shooting completely different uh, or if a it's massacre in, if yeah. it's in self-defense i yeah. i don't have i mean yeah if it's in self-defense it's self-defense that's by the uh law law in the united states like self-defense second amendment you're allowed to so mm. and then you've got um i don't know but obviously I, I know what you're saying because it's the same gun that could be used and there's the whole debate around guns yeah um, yeah Jeffrey Palmer, he came, Sir Jeffrey Palmer, former Prime Minister of New Zealand, actually came to um, Vic and for our course. Anyone going to Vic, by the way, doing political science, highly, highly recommend New Zealand government and politics because we had a bunch of MPs come in, had Sir Jeffrey Palmer come in, you know, yeah, he's Prime Minister for like two years, I think. Still a Prime Minister, still still a knighted member of New Zealand, so pretty cool. Uh, And he, 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 his expertise is constitutional law. And yeah, he said, that second amendment is made for muskets. And I know there are a lot of people who've broken that down and said, no, it's not. It, it applies something, and I don't know much about that. Mm. But to hear that come from his lips was, hmm, it got me thinking. It got me thinking. I went, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of areas of the Constitution of the US that need uh, review, not just the second amendment, uh, second amendment, not just the first amendment. There's a lot of amendments, a lot of parts of the Constitution that need review, um, as any Constitution needs review. Um, I don't know how often the US actually do it. I don't think, I don't even know if they do. I know, because the Constitution is a Constitution. And so, in their eyes, when it, um, I mean, not their eyes, but the way that some people look at it is they don't want the Constitution reviewed because they don't want the Constitution to be changed because the Constitution and some people's eyes is meant to stay oh, that way. Yeah, I wouldn't trust Joe Biden with changing a constitution. Actually, yeah. now that I think about it, now the because way things are the way I would, tr- I'd probably trust Obama. Because if a constitution yeah, has changed, him. then how much of a constitution is it? If you can change mm. a constitution at will, isn't a constitution meant to be something that builds the framework of a nation yeah. and is like the building blocks and the principles that remain regardless? Mm. I thought that was the whole point. We did do a lot of work on constitutional law and. Um, or not actual law, constitutions, I should say, in political science. And I know that in New Zealand, our constitutional statutes can, like literally a law, um, a bill in parliament can go against our constitutional laws if it gets, a, I think, a three, 75% majority in parliament. To me, that doesn't make sense because I'm kind of like, what's the even point of a constitution then? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean well, 75% the is, is, a, is a large percentage. It is a lot. But and But the thing is, is that it never happens. It pretty yeah. much never happens. So for New Zealand, it works. So thumbs up. Um, but for for now, dot, dot, mm-hmm. dot, for now, um, that's, that is a, um, that's a small few words to be put on almost anything for um, New Zealand government is that it works for now, like um, how we don't have a um, upper house, we don't have like a senate, or no. we used to have a legislative council, um, but we don't really need it for now. Um, we'll probably need it one day once we become big again. Uh, if we become a bigger nation, we'll probably need it. Well, just um, mean like more people. Yeah, yeah, more people. Uh, if they decide to, um, you know, make you know the regions no longer Northland and Auckland, maybe they make it too far north, Kaipara and Whangarei. Um, as not um, districts, but as in actual regions. Right. Yeah, um, if they okay. want to, uh, th- then we might need a legislative council. Um, there's a lot of layers in politics, a lot of layers in government that New Zealand doesn't really have, um, and that we find in other institutions or we find in other states. Yeah. 
Um, our, our constitution is actually really interesting. Um, it's, an, it's called an uncodified constitution. Um, and how is that different to like America, for example, in their constitution? So this is uh, codified. So it is a one single document. It's the Declaration, declaration is of it Independence. Is it the Declaration of Independence? I'm pretty sure. I think, actually, no, I think the Declaration is just a random, it's just a declaration. I think okay. the, the Constitution was made at the same time. Yeah, I think it was yeah, made no, at the same diff- time. They're different. They're different no, documents. They're different. Um, but yeah. obviously, the f- what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of a Constitution of New Zealand? Bro, I don't even know. You don't know? Honest, I don't okay. even know. Yeah, I'm so I'm very I'm very illiterate when it comes to this. I, oh, okay. I need to understand, but hmm. I don't. It doesn't don't take even, that long. I don't. Um, but the base is the Treaty of Waitangi. The treaty yeah, is treaty the base. Um, okay. But the funny thing about the Treaty of Waitangi is that it itself does not have constitutional power, but its principles does. Explain. So they have in the Treaty of Waitangi Act, I believe, nineteen seventy-five. Um, the Treaty of Waitangi Act gave power to the principles of the treaty, and Waitangi Tribunal themselves have sort of given a layout of what the principles are, um, and they've also given a sort of few unwritten rules to how to um, use the Treaty of Waitangi in a practical situation. You know, like for land disputes and land settlements for the Waitangi Tribunal. Okay. Some people have found it touchy. Some others haven't. I really don't. Some do. Um, so one of the things they do is that they focus more on the Māori text because more chiefs sign the Māori text than the English text. Um, I know that's the main one. Um, so I keep having this thought that so if I go and rip up the Treaty of Waitangi, it actually won't change anything. I'll just have ripped up some paper. Yeah. But we know what the principles are. Okay. And that's where the power is. It actually isn't the power in the document. So I think the only power it has is it's just, it's just a historical item. Right, that people know about, and therefore yeah. there's, um, I guess, it's kind of like um, the power that it holds is kind mm. of the um, the morality of it, I guess. If you, yeah. you know, like what, just basically what people think is right or wrong. Yeah, kind yeah. of. And, that, um, that's really all it is. Yeah. So Jeffrey Nothing Palmer. So Jeffrey Palmer was the best to describe what an uncodified constitution is because there's actually multiple, multiple documents to New Zealand's constitution. He says from letters to the most common ones, I think are. Uh, Constitution Acts in Parliament. So some of them are like the Public Policy Act. The Bill of Rights Act is the big one. Um, the Treaty of Waitangi Act. And there is an act called the Constitution Act. I think it was uh, redone in 1985 and the original was made in 1852. So it wasn't redone in over 100 years. Mm. Um, and th- th- that's a very important one. It, the Constitution Act came into power because um, the transition of powers from Robert Muldoon uh, to David Longy was a bit strange. Some things happened that shouldn't have happened, and so the Labour government thought that it would be a very good idea to review the Constitution Act to make the transition of powers um, more clean and more, I guess, legal. Okay. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, let's, we got to review this shit, we've got to change yes. some stuff. So, so in New Zealand, a, an Act in Parliament can actually go against the Constitution, but I'm pretty sure it's a lot... Ah, the word is um, entrenched. None of the Constitution Acts are entrenched. Um, so they are not an actual, they do not hold full, total law. Right. Um, but I believe for a lot of them it is a 75% majority can Over, pass. Can pass. Yes, if it goes against them. But um, I know that the Bill of Rights is a very important one and I know the Attorney yeah, General... New Zealand Bill of Rights. Yeah, New Zealand Bill of Rights. Yeah, yeah. The Attorney General reviews every single law made in New Zealand to see if it's in tune with the Bill of Rights. 
Um, and it's very important. We didn't have a Bill of Rights until I think it was the 1980s. Yeah, it, was, it yeah. hasn't been around for that that long. Yes, and um, the US had it since day one. Day one, yeah. So they had that down. Yeah, the founding fathers. Um, mm-hmm. You have the, uh, yes. the Constitution, and yeah, that's America started to become America. What's interesting is is that the day will come when New Zealand will have its own constitution, and when it has its own constitution, that's no longer a part of. Are you sure? Do you think there will be like where we have like a like an intr- are you saying like an entrenched? Like constitution, a codified, a codified, entrenched one, probably yeah. one day. Um, it could be five years from now. What could makes be you? What makes you 90. say that? Could be ninety years from now. But like, what makes you say that? It's just the evolution of politics. It's the evolution of states. Um, you know. Do you think that's where states are evolving to, though? States like us were a colonial state. Colonial well, state. We were a colonial state. Um, we evolved. We went from small regional governments, very small regional governments, to um, the Statute of Westminster, which created basically what. New Zealand is an independent state and they can grow and grow. And, you know, the Queen is still our Queen, but barely. And the day will come where I think New Zealand will declare we do not need the Queen anymore. We do not want the Queen anymore. Um, and the, actually, the day we lose the Queen, we'll probably get a president. But the president will only be a, a ceremonial head of state. It will probably be like Ireland. Um, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, Ireland's president doesn't do a lot. Doesn't actually do much, yeah. So it's like a figurehead, more, yeah, more or less, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so in reality, it's sort of like, yeah, it's sort of the same of having the Queen. Um, same old, same, yeah. But there's a few other things. I mean, we get knighthoods, that's cool. Um, yeah, there's traditions that yeah. we have that we wouldn't have otherwise. Yes, law students and other political sciences. I'm not a straight-A student. Um, I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm, I'm average, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm average when it comes to it, but, um, you know, I do. it's an interest. This is all very interesting to me, so yeah. I've been able to withhold it, most of it. No, it's impressive. You, I, I didn't. Re- um, oh. No, it's impressive how knowledgeable you are on this. Thank you. Um, I feel, uh, feel like you're, you're teaching me a lot. I feel very, um, oh, thank, thank I feel you. very no, uneducated, no. honestly. No, no, no. Um, but no, I, I reckon. Um, yeah, people got to people got to know there are. Uh, this costs me twelve and a half grand for this for yeah. this information. Yeah, twelve and a half. Yeah, exactly. You're paying. You're, you're, yeah, you're paying enough, so you might as well um, actually get some benefit and retain that. Um, no, it's interesting because yeah, just I, I feel even me how ignorant I am to not really understanding law and how law works in New Zealand and what my rights are and mm. the New Zealand Constitution. Yeah, I, it's important to know. People need to know. Mm. Politics isn't isn't easy, and it definitely one hundred percent is not black and white. Definitely um, not. You know, um, in America, it's being. In other Western democracies, it's being made black and white. You're either liberal or conservative. So, well, what if I'm a moderate? What if I'm, I don't know, let's say, what if I'm just a progressive? What if I'm just not a liberal? What if I'm a progressive? What if I'm a classical liberal? There's a lot of definitions, yeah. yeah. Yes, I know. Um, if you classify yourself as a liberal, are you neo, classical, or what's another one? Um, neo classical. Neo, there's classical. Uh, um, I don't know. Modern, I believe there's modern. Probably, yeah, yeah um, modern. And, um, I just think, honestly, I just think like, shut up. Yeah. Honestly, when <laughs> I hear people say that, I just think, shut up. No, um, no. Obviously, there are definitions that do describe people's way of thinking about the world, but I don't know. Sometimes with that, I just it's it's a bit, yeah. There's too many. I know they're just words. It was like, what do you mean? I don't really care about a single word. Like just mm. a few, 
it's just when it's not it's not really that like i'm fine with people using that to describe but it's when they kind of make it a corner cornerstone of their it's kind of like what you were saying when they wear like a badge yeah like it's a badge badge. like you're part of a group i don't i just don't conform to that um i'd rather just take every issue like off but by you know issue on itself and just come to it okay like what do i think about that instead of being like oh i'm a um i'm a neoliberal and okay this is what a neoliberal was meant to think so that's what i'm gonna think and that's me yeah yeah i'm defined yeah like boxing yourself in like it always takes you back to what mrs chabera was was teaching us Mrs. chabera yeah what mrs chabera was teaching us about you know just the values and the perspectives and your Mm. opinions they're all interconnected and it's what a lot of people miss it's what a lot of people miss I work in a meat company and every now and again we have a few vegan protests and, you know, obviously I'm going to say, if they ask me, do you want this place to get shut down? I'm going to say no. Not because, you know, it's not because I I'm, I disagree with them um, from their side of the, of the perspective. My perspective is economic. It's my job. Yeah, what type of question and is that? It's like you work, hey, you work They can there. shut down after July because that's when I'll be gone. Huh. That's when I plan to leave. If, if they shut down, then, then you're not okay, going to care. <laughs> okay. Oh, my dad, I think, will still be there, so I think I care. Okay. okay. Oh, um, fair enough, then. So once once everyone, once everyone my family are gone from there, then then I can't do much. Um, so whatever happens, happens. But um, that's what it is, and a lot of people do have their perspectives, but it's not transparent. It's hard to tell someone's like perspective. Um, sometimes it is quite hard, yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm. Um, and, yeah, when it comes to, yeah, tr- having all those ideologies, like I said earlier, you take you take bits, all the best bits from every ideology. You know, like with realism, yeah, the interests part, um, you know, stating their own interests, that's completely correct. Take that. And then there's some parts of realism that's pretty dark. Um, and it's probably best not to. For sure, probably yeah. Probably best not to use them all the time, but they could be true. Um, there's a lot to idealism, um, to liberalism, um, or global liberalism. Um, there's a lot to idealism that's really true, you know, for free market economies and stuff like that. But then sometimes it gets pretty shaky and it gets pretty, you know, like interdependence. Um, that's what COVID exposed. It exposed the interdependence. It exposed the weaknesses of idealism, unfortunately. Um, and that doesn't mean we have to completely flip the coin on the other side. We don't have to turn over a, f- a full new leaf to enter a new world, but there are changes to me to be made. Yeah, mm-hmm. more more ideas to be taken, more facts to be taken from other ideologies. It's really important. What do um, what do you see as um, as some of the uh, biggest changes that we're going to see in the world uh, for um twenty twenty two? Uh, due to COVID, like as we en- enter into the new year, what's something that's gonna? It could be political. Doesn't need to be mm. something to do with politics um. per se, but something in the world that's gonna continue to change as we continue to you know, live with the virus or whatever. Just yeah, I mean that's true. We're, we're gonna have to live with the virus. S- sorry, guys, who are hoping it just keeps going away. It's not going away. No. We'll have to live with it. Um, you know, there's a lot of other viruses that we've we've encountered when we're now living with it i'd hate to know i would have hate to have been a promiscuous guy in the 1980s with hiv going around that would have been horrible i would have been very really mm. scared r.i.p to anyone with a hiv yeah yeah uh, my condolences and um you know we're gonna get to a point where there'll probably be a perfect vaccine you know or maybe one day there'll probably be a perfect vaccine one what, day. what would be a perfect vaccine 
one that actually cures you okay. of COVID. Yeah. So what? So like um. You. What? So like if you get COVID, you and then you get feel better, or just something that you inject, and then you just never get it. Yeah, so like you just um, never get it. Yeah, like your injections for say uh, HPV. But is that possible? Could be. Um, I'm not a scientist. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. It could be. Um, I mean, that's what a lot of that's what a lot of um, vaccinations we get uh, do. But don't they go through years and years and years and mm. years yeah. of um, developing and testing? They do. This one hasn't, or these no. haven't, have they? Yeah, that's the that's the thing. That's the touchy feely thing about vaccines. That's why we should have all gotten that choice. You know, unfortunately, like I said earlier, how there was that ninety percent mark. It's like, hey, if we get ninety percent, we do that. You still have a bit of a choice with that, but it's more it's not, more yeah, um, it's silently it's, in the background. You're not being forced. <laughs> You're not being forced, but it's not like you have an open choice. It's, it's uh, no. what's the word for um, coercion? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're Whereas, like they're they're trying to they want they ob- there's obviously it's not like they're like oh we don't care do what you want. They, clearly, they want you to get the vaccine, and mm. so it's incentivizing you to get it. And yeah, that's because when it comes to the whole okay, we've heard I've I've heard a lot governments like our government here, New Zealand government overseas. Oh, you know, because people got to remember the beginning of this it was oh yeah two weeks to flatten the curve mm. it was two weeks to flatten the curve and now it's got to where it is today where oh yeah we need 90 95 percent uh double jabbed and then triple mm. jabbed um does that concern you at all how Boosted. governments have changed their stories from from the start of the pandemic to now like what because if you were to describe to someone back beginning of 2020 mm. uh what life is going to be like now mm. and what governments um what's been enforced i think people would find that hard to believe um especially when at the beginning we we're told two weeks to flatten the curve just stand aside for two weeks and then we'll be good um yeah like what are your uh, yeah <clears throat> it'd be it'd be really hard here um it's crazy it's crazy to still think about what it was like last year thinking about it in the future um it's unfortunate we don't really have um yeah we don't really have the choice anymore when it comes to it um you know i was fine with getting the vaccine i like to break people and say i never got an absolute symptom from the vaccine i had a sore arm from the first one no sore arm the second time so um that was better i know a lot of people got some serious ones so like reactions and stuff yeah and then some people did die um Mm. and i know that was a bit time at times it was blown out of proportion um you know but it's always blown out of proportion by the grieving families that's what grieving families do. Uh, that's that's just what it is. Mm. That's what's grief. That's what grief is, and we can't blame them for that. Um, we can't blame anyone for that. But just remember, at the end of the day, there's a lot of other medicines on this earth that have killed more people than that vaccine. Mm. And um, my God, like what antidepressants have done to people. Look what opioids have done to people. Yeah, o- opioids, anti- <laughs> antidepressants. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, a, whole, there's um, a lot of medicines out mm-hmm. there. But. Um, Aren't some of those um, opioids and antidepressants made by the same companies that are making the vaccine? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, it is. Yeah. So um, that could all, almost be reasons for some people to further, like further reasons for some people to not want to get vaccine mm. because they're like, oh yeah, look at these companies and what they've done in the past. Mm. Um, yeah, we don't want to take their product when yeah. they've other products have caused... Uh, people to suffer die or whatever yeah mm, it's hard to tell what new, what new, what the new zealand government's um reason is for pushing the vaccine so hard are they scared um i know that this is the replacement for the lockdown the vaccine is the replacement of a lockdown mm. because once again you know 
on paper, this is what the doctors are telling us, and possibly pharmaceutical executives, um, that's only a possibility, um, saying this will keep our people safe. It will keep a fair majority of them safe. Um, at the end of the day, we can still spread it. You can still catch it. You can still catch it. It will be in your system. You can still, you can still it. spread it. Uh, but still, on paper, it says it will protect you. Um, mm. Naturally, I thought if I got COVID, I thought I'd be fine. Yeah. Um, but how? I know people who haven't. Um, I know people who haven't. My own auntie hasn't. But she's fine now. She's good. Oh, that's good. Um, and I know people. Yeah, but unfortunately, there's some young people who've gotten it. And unfortunately, the media has pushed, like, um, they've said, you know, headlines are, young person dies, but they were diabetic. You read through, oh, diabetic. Mm. Oh, Pre-existing okay. health conditions. Pre-existing health conditions, yeah. Um, that relates back to your episode, Pandemic of Fear. Yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah. Um, that, that's another way, that's a way the media is helping with it. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, I think the, the, a lot of the... Media New Zealand is okay. The thing they did a lot was they would make articles of epidemiologists saying this lockdown will, will spread everywhere. Like this is the one that'll kill everyone. Yeah. This will make everyone sterile. Oh no, because um, we have um we have uh, Omicron now, new variant. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna say something now. They only named it Omicron because it sounds scary. Yeah, I was actually gonna yep. say I was I was gonna scary. say that. Say like it sounds like a transformer. So um, yep. uh, yeah. Uh, on that because. This is going to tailor into fear, like Pandemic of Fear, the episode that, that I got. Listen mm. to it. Um, when it comes to the media, do, do do you believe that the media intentionally create stories so that people become fearful? Do you think that is an intention through government or media to make people, like they want people in a fearful state? Is that an intention by people in positions of power, media? government the likes cnn does cnn does mm-hmm. to push their narrative i believe to push the narrative of the democratic party i can't wait for the scandal to see the the big big blocky payments from someone associated with the democratic party or whatever other group behind the scenes and uh, with cnn um i don't like to target other news sources the only one I, I sort of know information about and can prove is cnn right um because they, they have they have it, it is factually that cnn have created fake headlines and news articles and stories like 100 percent fake and proven to be fake yeah so that's why when people say cnn's fake news well yeah they do create fake stories and headlines so there's there's validity in in that yeah and they push their reporter personalities really hard for some reason Mm -hmm. uh, from what i've heard from um tom segura heard him talking about it and he said he watched cnn international it was just normal news he said it felt just normal i was like oh wow um, um, New Zealand news doesn't really tend to do that um, when it comes to personality breakfast is pretty much the only one AM show they're a bit more relaxed who watches prime news no. if you do you're a soldier um, but breakfast they only do that because they're ha, ha, da, da, da. Right. Um, they, I don't know, they're just a bit cringe but whatever they're allowed to it doesn't really matter you're allowed to be cringe in New Zealand that is your right sometimes yeah um, sometimes depends yeah um but with like when it comes to headlines and stuff, I think more of the like on online articles can definitely. I believe there's headlines. Headlines. Yeah. There's a lot of fear mongering. Yeah. Um, I think in, yeah. On the news itself, with reporters, not really. I don't think. I think there's a bit. News I, Hub do because News Hub just have a weird vibe. TV and Z one, I think. Okay. I think that there's fear mongering on TV, but mm. um, you are right when you say uh, headlines and articles. 
Yeah. They get you with the headlines. They can get you, yes. They get you with the um, headlines. The, yeah, those ones with the epidemiologists were the annoying ones. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not judging epidemiologists. You guys, they're you know, very smart, very dedicated, you're all doctors. Um, but you're but, not judging them. You're just yeah. saying how, like, even when people point out um when people when people point out um for like okay for example you're allowed to you are allowed to criticize and you're you're allowed to make a point like you just because you're making a point whether it's just because someone's an epidemiologist or scientist what what, so that above criticism and you can't if you are a scientist you should you should um value criticism because that then you can be like okay yeah well here are my studies and and my findings if show them show them why you're right and correct like prove them prove them wrong prove mm. yourself right don't um i i don't like the age that we're living in where you can't criticize science because that is completely goes against what science is meant to stand for and represent science is meant to be questioned and challenged so that you can progress like as a society mm. otherwise it's not science yeah. if you can't do that it's not science it's it's just it's just propaganda like it's propaganda but it's just yeah if something can't be questioned how is that any different to like an orthodox religion where now it's almost like scientists are replacing what like a bishop or a pope used to be where their word is the word and if you disagree with that then you're then yeah you're going to hell like that yeah that, i feel that whole that whole type of vibe I, I feel it honestly I, d- I don't like where it's heading yeah it's particularly heading when the political world in the u.s um you can't say anything bad about joe biden for some reason you know, um, you can't fact, say a lot You have to be able to criticize power. If you can't criticize power, then we're not a democracy. We're, right? not, a democracy. we're yeah, not living in a exactly. free country and society. If you can't criticize power and you can't push up, mm. if you can't punch up, then mm. what the hell are you talking about? Then you're literally allowing them to get away with whatever they want. Yeah, uh, that's because why I can there's say... No, there's no one to... That's yeah. why I can say in New Zealand, we're still good. You know, we can talk shit about Jacinda Ardern and, you know, Labour Party people don't really care. Um, but we I, do we do live in um in a very controlled media like our media mm. is i would say very controlled like talk about mainstream media it is very much one narrative and there's not very like it is it is very much one narrative i don't it's not like yeah it's very much one narrative here in new zealand and i feel like our media is very controlled and i don't see a lot of uh, journalists and reporters really taking it to Jacinda and questioning her and some of her decision making. Yeah, not entirely. You are right. Yeah, not entirely when it comes to taking it to Jacinda, but they'll put around around the stuff. It's it's interesting. Um, I'm on the news not as much as normally. Mm-hmm. Um, I said before I came on the podcast, I said I should read the news thoroughly for one week. I only needed a warm up in the car with mum. Just a quick little discussion in, in the car. That was enough for me. That's enough, yeah. Yeah, just, that just was get enough the, for me. You know, just, just to get the blood like pumping, it was like there. clearing yeah. the cobwebs. Jeez, um, but I still think we're fine here. In New Z- I think we're still fine here in New Zealand. We're not that we're not that bad off um, culturally wise when it comes to politics. We're, okay. not, we're not that bad off yet. US has got to get your stuff together. Unfortunately, um, I'd be I'd be re- I'd be really scared if I was a political science student in the US, um, unless I was in some state like on Utah. Why um, you? Why, why you die? Just because I it's think you just don't have to. Just make sure you don't say anything bad about Church of Latter Day Saints. Okay. I think, and you might be fine. I don't know. Utah isn't that serious. I mean, if I was in Colorado and I said something that was not liberal, something conservative. Oh yeah, you probably go okay. I'd probably not be or, not be good. Oh, but not be good. Colorado, oh, well, is Colorado very um liberal? Liberal. It is. You can do magic mushrooms there, buddy. 
Okay, yeah. Level. Yeah, that's liberal <laughs> yeah, as fuck. You can do magic mushrooms oh, yeah, there. I didn't even know. Oh, no, no. Colorado, of course, Colorado they've, um, was like the first state to legalize marijuana, wasn't it? Or Maybe. It was um, one of. Might have been uh, them or California. Cal- maybe California, but then Colorado were right there with them, like the first few states mm. to legalize it. Yeah, because um, I just know that through uh, South Park because they, oh. had, they had a whole thing where uh, Randy was growing. They moved to they moved like um because in south park in a town in colorado yeah south park is set in colorado yeah and yeah they moved to like a farm so oh that, yeah so yeah, that yeah, it could yeah, grow yeah, weed um, yeah that whole spinoff oh, what's and the name i i, I don't even know oh, i forgot something meadows oh yeah that was funny that one because everything is integrity integrity Tegrity farms unfortunately that is the end of this podcast of spencer ran out of room on the sd card so the podcast has stopped here. So I just want to thank Spencer for coming on. Spencer, you killed it. And I really enjoyed my time. I know Spencer, he really enjoyed his time too. And that's everything. So thank you for listening. If you've been listening all the way to the end and have a good 2022, should be hearing lots of me throughout the year. And uh, yeah, that's everything. So see ya.